Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at J-R-E-E Podcast. You can send us an email at jreepodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel like supporting the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. I keep straining my ears to hear a sound. Maybe someone is digging underground. Or have they... You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. Um, what we do here is very simple. Three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And then uh, we're going to kind of talk about each guest individually and give our opinions, this, that, and the next. Kamar, how was your week? Suck my dick! <laughs> uh, great week, thanks for asking. <laughs> Good work, um, Kay. Good work, buddy. I've uh, been uh, trying to uh, exercise a lot. Nice. And um, the the coolest thing is there's stuff that shows you exercises you should be able to do just as a functioning person. And then you do those or, or you struggle to do those or you don't do those. And you go, okay. When you say you're out of shape, you're like, don't realize how out of shape you actually are. Yeah. You know, it always comes down to running for your life. Yeah, 100%. And uh, yeah, so... It's always funny because you watch, a, like, you'll pull up a YouTube video, just like a basic 20-minute home workout, and yeah, your first time, you're like, how am I 10 minutes in and dying here? And this is just functional stuff. This That's isn't yeah. at an athletic, uh, competitive level. Come on, like I said to you, I, I pulled up that first kettlebell video, smoked a joint watching it just to see what I was in for, and like, was laughing. I was like, this is a breeze. I could do this for an hour. And then five minutes in, I was like, I've made a grave error. How many jumping jacks do you think you could do? <sighs> right you, now? You know, well, you think that'd be just, uh, that's something I can do that. Yeah, no. Well, like I said to you, if, if I asked you to stand here and sh- just shadow box for two minutes. I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. You'd be gassed as fuck. And the feeling of emptiness you have when you're not able to accomplish such a yeah. minute physical task is soul crushing. Yeah. I think about the scene from No Country for Old Men when Llewellyn is running from that pack of dogs. Remember, he's running through the water to get the scent off, and then he gets out of the water, and he's just trying to blow enough like air into the gun. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I wouldn't... The dogs get Make me. Make it to the water. The dogs get me every time, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, we're trying to turn that around by uh, working the cardio. That's my week. The dogs get everybody every time, Matt. Even Goggins. The dogs get Goggins, you know? I'm just saying, they get me quicker. Like, it's not even a... It's just boom, the dogs are Maybe there. that's a good thing. Oh, maybe. Simon, how was your week? Um, you feeling better this week, pal? I am trying to get out of my own way. Okay. That's my new thing. So, started yoga. It's been going good. Yeah, that's it. That's all. Get out of my own way. Controlling the things you can. All right, well, before we get into it, before we start our normal uh, everything, uh, let's take two minutes out just to talk about the UFC last night, 
Shall we? The greatest woman's fight of all time. Women poop again. You're, they you're do playing poker. Than men. Did you guys turn it on? <laughs> yep. So you guys watched the fight? I was the only one who watched the last two fights. I watched the rest of the fights with a couple boys. And then they started the cash game. Oh, and then you left? No, I stayed because it was a cash game. Gotcha. You didn't have to be yeah, yeah. in or gotcha. whatever. So, Yeah, that women's fight was a fucking barn burner. And a real swollen Dude, her cranium. head looked like one of the aliens from Mars Attacks, man. I've never, I've never seen anything like that. I hate Joanna. Like going into this fight, I was like, "Fuck this bitch." But I mean, after watching her finish like that, I'm and a then, fan now. A fan, and then to like, I don't know what the fuck Joe was doing. Let that poor girl get the fuck out of that ring. Did you see her when he's doing the interview and she's like trying to hide the towel? And I was like, dude, you are going to need the world's biggest towel to cover that shit up. What do you think that feels like? Just so tight and painful? Yeah, I think there's no pain. I think it just feels like you're carrying around extra weight. But there's pain coming. Gotta be pain. Coming Gotta for sure. But I think the adrenaline and the swelling and all of that shit is just, there's so much blood up there. I mean, maybe it's like throbbing and she can feel that. I don't know, dude. None of that is good. Dana said uh, in the post fight that they were uh, both in the hospital. Well, no. Of yeah. Um, Zhang's face was fucked up too like swollen as shit but when you're comparing it to um but dude pinky in the brain like guaranteed the attending nurse when she came in was like what the fuck dude what did you say <laughs> dude like, they probably thought there was like a crash a crash at roswell and they were bringing in the survivors you know i think it's one of the best fights i've ever seen it was incredible, dude. It was incredible. From the second those two faced each other, they started swinging and did not stop for five rounds. Yeah, that was the catch, eh? That it was five rounds, not three. And then we get one of the biggest stinkers in the history of the UFC. Yeah. That was insane. A defensive battle. And, and to juxtapose it to the previous, the prior fight made it exponentially worse, right? I think the worst part of the fight was as soon as it's done, hearing Yoel Romero be like, in Dude, such broken English, like, the people came for a fight. They wanted a fucking fight. I like, was so confused. So so just humor me for a sec. So Yoel was insinuating that Stylebender caused that nonsense. Like he wasn't, like he, he, was wouldn't, he wouldn't engage. Yoel yeah, Romero only tried to engage for the last 25 seconds of the fight. Well, he'd shoot once around or something, like try something. He was, his leg was broken. I mean, he was just playing the counter. Well, yeah, but he had two rounds where he, well, where, where his he leg just was totally let him fine. Kick the leg unabated, like I, uh, I don't know, man. Listen, sometimes, granted, I don't know enough about the sport. I, I might be missing something. You know what I, I mean? I thought, but. I thought, and I watched it without sound. That Yo Romero had won. <laughs> That's what I thought. Interesting. Um, I'm trying to think what. Well, Kamar, it's tough. I to thought say he was that. the only one who really was aggressive. Really, that's so interesting. Yeah, no, I gave it to Stylebender, but only because when you looked at the strikes, he like doubled uh, punches thrown, doubled. Uh, this is my question to you, hit. and I think it's an important question, though. If the judges don't get to see those numbers, they're irrelevant. That, very true. Very true. Listen, it was such a stupid fight. I don't. Frankly, I don't think you can give Yoel the belt. That's the real after that's the that, real hitch right there. After that stupidness, you know? So you gotta let them run it again and hope that they don't not have to run it again. 
they're not going to run it again. It's over. Paulo Costas, the oh, yeah. one who was supposed to it's take true. that fight. It's true. And that's going to be a way better fight anyways now that you saw that nonsense. But Yo Romero is still fucking so intimidating. Yeah. You know what's great, though, is that Paulo Costa wants to, like, there's like a triangle now. You know what I mean? Yoel wants to fight him. Um, they were all jawing at each other, you know? Yeah, but Yoel already fought and lost to Paulo Costa, know. so he's also not getting well, that. Well, what is Yoel going to do now? He's going to fight a few more, like, fights and then retire. The guy's 40. He's almost 43 years old. But that's all he can do. He fight. also has 25 million. Like I said, he's probably not going to see any of that money, but on paper, he has $25 million coming to him. So What do you mean he's not going to see he's any still of property of Cuba? <laughs> No, what I mean is, so he sued a company for tainted supplements. Oh, oh, right. Sorry. It had nothing to do with this fight. I remember. Yeah. What I'm saying is they're going to tie him up in uh, the appeal process for years. And then if they lose the appeal, they'll claim bankruptcy. Because you got to realize a small supplement company most likely doesn't have $25 million cash He's not getting his money. I I hear you. Sorry. I thought you meant he was getting money for this fight and Dana was like, fuck you, man. You ain't getting shit. No, no. I don't think you can do that if you're contractually obliged. I don't think you can either. That would be a sweet. Dana would just be doing that left, right, and center. Surprised. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, there were some great fights. Uh, the Darry- Sugar Sean. Dar- Sugar Sean, great. Dariush, that was a hilarious fight, man. The way he knocked that dude out. Yeah, that was great. Was was, uh, was something else. Just stand- I, I love it when they just stand there. They don't even bother with the extra shot because they can just feel that they knocked that guy out. Either Excuse way, it, I, you know, I always say it. The fights that we're the most hyped for almost never live up to it. It's almost like there's always a small fight. Not to say the... Like the women's title fight. Expectations title fight. breed disappointment. Yeah. Fair enough. Look, I, I can handle a dud. You know what I mean? Like I've watched enough fights. I know. But this one seemed like they were like uh, they were purposefully both of them doing the just stupid shit that made for nonsense. And again, fine. You want to do that for the first two rounds. Then you start fighting, you know, like this. Well, hold on. In in Israel Adesanya's defense, he holds the belt. So you're trying to take the belt from him. The burden of proof. <laughs> I'm I'm on that, that like Yoel Romero needs to go out and win that belt. Okay, fine. I, I, I can, I guess I can get behind that. But at some point, I think that Israel has to put some offense together, man. Like, I know he this, just has to just hear me out. I, I just, that's what I'm saying is like, if he's a smart fighter, He's sitting there. First of all, he's on a seven win streak going into last night. He's trying to chase his idol at 13 wins in that division, which is Anderson Silva. So in his mind, not only is he trying to keep the belt, he's like, I have to I have to defend this thing five more times. Listen, I totally get your point, Matt. Like, I, I, I can totally see that. But in one side of me, I'm like, these guys are entertainers. There's there's a part of that to it. I get it. You're you're an athlete, but you're also putting on some sort of a show. And I don't know. You're right, though. Like in his head, he's like this guy. If he's going to act like an idiot, I'm going to just stand here and we're going to I'm going to keep my belt and fuck him. Like I get it. In closing too, just one more point. Think about it like this. Those guys get paid so little money that when you make it to the top, that's when you actually make the money. So in Israel's eyes, it's like if this guy's not going to come at me. And I'm going to make 300, 500 grand, a million maybe for this fight. I'd rather take... Ver- he probably didn't get hit 30 times that yep, fight. Yep. So one of the easiest fights of his life in, in the sense of like actually getting in there and banging it out. 
He takes the least damage, makes a good payday, and gets to continue making that payday. Yeah, no, the, the, those are all very true points, Matt. They're That's all I'm very saying. Very true points. I think the burden, like Kamara said, the burden's on the fucking challenger. And honestly, I think everyone in the world thought Yoel Romero was going to go out and try to fucking Jorge Masvidal deadfish him. Not not Madonna Vogue him. <laughs> he should death. be able to do that to anyone. Well, look at him physically and experience wise. Yeah, he should just be able to trash him. <laughs> And I'll say this, just one last thing in closing. When he came out as as slow as he did, just like literally standing there, yeah. stagnant for the first 35 seconds, in my head, I was like, this is all a ploy. I thought so too. I was like, there'll be a minute and a half of this, and then he's going to fucking explode I, like a I bulldog. I said that out loud. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. I, I, We all thought that. I just, to see it continue on for Didn't five happen. rounds. The other like, thing, just one last thing about Israel is he's kind of like. Um, a counter puncher, you know, his whole game is let the guy come at you. And then, and if he never comes at him, then maybe that just threw off his whole, I don't know, man. Anyways, let's move on. And all, all right. the other fights were entertaining, which just made it. It was a good night. It was a really good night, except for that fight. And that's the problem is one fight. The one big one can leave a real sour taste to the whole. Um, and if it wasn't for that fucking slug fest before it might've been a tainted, UFC. You're you're looking at it the wrong way though. If there wasn't the slugfest, it might not have it, it it made the next fight that much worse. I said that, but it was still a stinker, man. It was, it but I'm was telling a you beast um Naganu caliber stinker. Sure, but what I'm saying is like if if one of the women gets knocked out in the first thirty seconds, it maybe doesn't seem as aggressively boring. Anyway, we should move on. Yeah, and before we move on, I just want to say to anyone listening in Toronto, I'll be there next week. <laughs> They're about to turn it off because of the fight talk. Uh, nah, absolute comedy all next week. Plugging early this Carry time? Carry on. Okay, just, just in case. Great. Come on, you want to go over the guests then? Oh, yeah, it was a crazy week. Uh, first, we start with 1435, Suzanne Santo. And Gary uh, Clark Jr. <laughs> wow. He was kind of. Yeah, waiting no, for that. What? He was the other black key. I get <laughs> it. Yes. Yeah. He was just there with his guitar as a placeholder. Then we have uh, 1436, The Podfather, an amazing episode with Adam Curry. Didn't even know he existed, so I can't be that shocked. Uh, 1437, really interesting intellectual talk with Stephen Dubner. And Come on, um, you're just supposed to say who they are. You're giving it too much. You're pretty much pre-rating them yourself. The life expectancy, wasn't that this week? That was last week? Larby DeGray. We Larby already DeGray talked was about last him. Week. We finished off 1438 with uh, Whiskey Ginger, Andrew Santino. I was two weeks late on that one, but I did call it. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, I got too into that, guys. No, that's all right. <laughs> you know, absolute power yeah. corrupts, corrupts absolutely. Absolutely, for sure. All right, well, let's uh, rate the week as we normally do. Simon, we'll start with you. I mean, you look confused because you think Aubrey de Grey was this week. I'm a little confused, and I just... Whatever. He doesn't like to be interrupted in his two fucking parts. I've noticed that. Who, Kamar? Kamar, yeah. What is? Did you listen to our podcast or something? Uh, no, some of it. I listened to some okay. of it. Okay, right on. Simon has so much <laughs> fire Anyways, in his belly uh, right What are now. we doing now? We're rating We're rating. It's on you. Yeah. We're waiting on you, buddy. Uh, this... This week was great. What a great week on JRE. Real, real eclectic. Um, I'm going to give it a 3.8. Kamar. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Wow. Wow. You have the week a 4.5. Wow, um, oh, that's strong, Kamar. 
I'll give it a three and a half. Here's my problem. Sorry if I'm just May. No, feel the free. week was so we strong, but that first podcast was enough to like pull it down substantially. I, and I, I know it was Joe's favorite, which really kind of like there was a monkey wrench in the whole thing. I look at it through different eyes, I guess. I guess we're going to find out. That's why we do this shit. There we go. All right, let's start it off. Kamar. Simon. 1435. Oh, <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'm busy signing autographs right now. Suzanne Santos and Gary Clark Jr. And the spirit of Gary Clark Jr. I just want to say that I think the whole week was about change. That, that was a common theme in all the guests, change. And um, at first, the prospect of this being two musicians and Joe getting drunk for four hours was like, what the hell is going to go on? But in realizing that, uh, you know, Suzanne's going through change right now and just appreciating her position. I, I, and there hadn't been a, a girl on in weeks. <laughs> it, it, I warmed up to it into the spirit of the hang, whether ideas were right or wrong. You know what I mean? Kamara's like a fucking, you're just a curveball machine. I hated this. Episode. I don't know how to throw a curveball. I hated this episode so much. I actually two was, times wasn't fast enough oh, for this no. episode. I actually was dreading coming on here talking about this episode just because I was like, I don't want to be a fucking dick. Yeah, I'm tired of being a hater, but how do you not? And just the whole like, she felt it. She, you could tell that she felt like it. It was too much. One hundred percent. And she would say to Joe, "No, no, people love it. They love it. And you know what? Maybe they do no, because." He loved it. I apparently am a hater, so. But to see him so happy, and what I realized about Joe is uh, in the upcoming Patreon, we talk about Jason Silva. He has the exact same thing. Explain. He'll just start r rolling off all this knowledge that he's acquired in a rant. They're just somewhat inspirational or like inarguable or indefinable as like why it could be not be a good idea. And you have to sit there because he sort of went over the whole years of Joe, everything they discuss to her as, as if she was a layman. You could almost say he was mansplaining. <laughs> but Gary Clark Jr. was just right I had a really funny moment because I was listening. I started at 1.5. I was like, you know what? I'll just, because mo most of them I listen to on 1.5 now. So just, it was normal. I was giving it its fair shake. And then they started singing at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, her voice sounds weird, man. She sings fast. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm listening on 1.5. And then after that, yeah, I switched it to two. Wow, no, I sat Not in Not long after you that. You listened on regular time. You watched it? I watched it? it on YouTube. So you gave on. four and a half hours of your life to this. No, uh, four hours, one minute. I did. I thought it was 4.23 or something. Four hours, one minute. Kamar? Uh, it's three hours and 40 minutes, four hours and 20 minutes. I don't know. Well, four hours. You have one your phone out check there, it up. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> he even grabbed his phone when you said it. Looked He's down like Brian, eh? Three hours and 51 minutes. There you go. <clears throat> well, I said 401. Okay, good. Yeah. I guess it's with the ads. It's 401. That's probably. Why. Yes. Yes. Because th there's no ads on yeah, the YouTube. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gary was really hoarding the conversation. Let me ask you a question, Kamar, because you watched it, and I think I know the answer. I assume she sat across from Joe. Yes, she did. And Gary Clark sat in the quiet 
keys he pushed away <laughs> like trying to not be at the table so at one yeah. point i was like okay well i'm hating her so i better see what she looks like because she better if, be hot if That's she's no was if <laughs> she's ugly then this you know it's we're good you know but she was so hot dude is she oh she she's easy on the smoke show and she's a Where's gambler she loves yeah football. yeah yeah she's uh i don't a, care about she's a man's shit. man well i think she's a smoke show i didn't see very many pictures of her the pictures i saw she looked really good but there's some What's serious her name? Suzanne, Suzanne santos there's some serious issues that they didn't discuss with honey honey breaking up oh i didn't even know honey honey broke up well but in my mind's eye she was on rogan twice sort of helped her and now honey honey's broken up they didn't get into what happened and this is her, like, I got to remind people I exist because... You guys think this chick is hot? She's attractive. The yeah. fuck out of here. I think she's hot. Live she is. Like I said, I didn't look at uh, not ugly. many pictures. And her personality, me. I mean, you guys didn't like her, but I, I liked her. Suck my dick. Look, she was hotter than I thought she was going to be. Let's put it that way. I, I should. That's what I should have said. Yeah, I didn't see that picture, Matt. Wait, oh, hold on. Because that's pictures. not at all what I was looking at. Dude, they all, she looks the same in all of them. No, Either way, I don't care about what she looks it's fine. like. No problem. I'm not hating her because of her yeah, looks. You are. I'm hating her based on her substance. You're, you're a fucking shallow man. But they were talking uh, at one point and uh, like, what do you do to sort of get yourself going as a, as a person? And uh, Joe surmised that it was like, um, you're telling me you don't think that's hot. Yeah. She's attractive. That's a different fucking no, person. No, it's her. It's that's her. It's Suzanne her. Santo, it's her. It's her. It's okay, her. well, this is I'm looking at a different person. Though. Yeah, you're looking at the wrong person. You guys are caught up in semantics. Because all of the pictures of her are like that, and she looks real good. Like, look at this, Matt. She, yeah, yeah. This, this is girl is very hot. This is a different chick. Calm down. I've yeah. seen all the photos. Okay, Kamar. I don't need the proof. Fine, fine, yeah, fine. fine. But She's try something that is something you, have to, something you have to concentrate on. Yep. Like, if you're going through shit and it's physical, it's the most rewarding. And that spoke to me because the pain in house is like, what are we doing here? It's the perfect thing to, because when you're painting the, the fine stuff, you have to concentrate on it. And it's physical. I can't, I'm never sure if he's talking about painting houses or killing people anymore. It's very, very. There uh, should yeah. be Confusing. a gray line, but that's what I'm saying. And um, also like the cycle of self-defeatism they, they got into a little bit. Because obviously she's uh, had ups and downs and whatever. And it's like um, how people sort of decide that they're destined to fail. Yeah, that's whatever. Me. And it, so you got to break out, out of it. You have to, like no one will do it for you, you know? Yeah. You know what's an interesting connection is um, poker players, or yeah, poker players and jujitsu. When he was talking about that, because I would see a lot of um, MMA guys at the casino. So I wonder if there's something to like all the discipline that goes into martial arts making you a patient poker player. Absolutely. Maybe. I'd have to see if they're winning or not. Yeah. I'm just because they're there. Does, I mean, we're there. <laughs> right. They just, you know we're, I mean? we're not jujitsu people. We're just yeah, but my bad point, poker players. <laughs> well, that's my point is they might also just be the same. And they discussed um, how mushrooms. Remember we were talking a week ago about, or whatever about where language came from? Yep. Yeah. And they discuss about mushrooms. And I think well, and where music came that. from. Just the, just the whole because if you think about it from afar, it's like, what are they doing? Like, what do you think came first? I the started. Drum. I had this conversation in my own head. Well, what? Okay, hold on. Drum or some sort of like a Has flute to be the drum. or two, whatever. Two sticks Simon. together. Two sticks together. 
Like just banging on your leg is a dr- is a natural drum, Matt, right? I'm going to do something for you, okay? Yeah, you're going to whistle. Uh, that's way easier than banging on your leg. No, that is not easier than banging it's on your leg. It's just as easy as banging on your leg. No, there's a million people that can't whistle. That there's can't. some people who can't bang on their leg. Listen, if you want to be a Diablo avocado, two sticks. I can do it's that two too. Sticks. It's two sticks. It's why okay, well two sticks is just two again, like you can bang percussion, on anything. Percussion. Well yeah, so I'm we each all agree, percussion. Yeah, the drum has to be it. Think about the piano. I started, it made me go down the line and I was like, who was the first to make a piano? Like what kind of wild contraption is that? Mm-hmm. It's insane. Italian. Like think about Well, it started from some sort of like xylophone. The harp you know, it started before, with the harp. Even before that. It started with the harp. Is that? Do you know that? I must. Why the, the, why the harp? I must. They, they had harps in heaven for angels guy. to play. Okay, they had harps in heaven. That, that came. Your that came long after the creation of the Bible. Came long after the creation of music. The harp came before the piano. That's all I'm saying, dog. Okay. Oh, sorry, brother Simon. The the xylophone or something along those lines would have been the first kind of, and I think that would have come from the drum. Matt may be onto something here. Well, Simon, apparently you're onto something because it says the earliest musical instruments found. Now this this says earliest found are flutes. Well, that's right, but you can't. We're you what can I'm bat saying, on your leg. That's what I'm saying. But when did they make the drum with like you know? Because think about it like this too. Even if you have 50 people, like a tribe of people, all banging their foot on something, you know what I mean? In unison, that's a beat right there. Well, the very first music clapping hands would have been come from us, from inside us, right? Like it wouldn't have been an external thing. It would have been our voices. Well, that's what we're asking, though. I don't, I don't know for certain. Like, this is a, it's a very interesting. Do you think, like, even though there were actual charts, cavemen and stuff were like, "Fuck that new beat, <laughs> that new jam he's playing on the limestone over there is just killing it," and they want yeah, hey, more that? better music. Remember the one you did a couple days ago? Boom, 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 boom. And the rain was falling. Oh man, boom, that was boom, amazing. boom. Do that one again. Yeah, I don't know. No, they're all one-off performances. There were no singles. So the oldest, the oldest here are like flutes, trumpets, a lithophone, woodwind, a bull roar. What about that scream thing? That oh, uh, the didgeridoo. Talk- no, no, that that Brian always uses on the fight. The Mayan one. The Mayan thing. That the uh, Aztec death horn or That's, whatever. Yeah, whatever it is, yeah. It may come from But hunting. the didgeridoo probably was very early because the um, indigenous aboriginals are such an old, 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 old civilization. And I'm sure Asians use a lot of string instruments. Ding, 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 ding. You know what I mean? That sort of... Like I've told you that whole correlation they have between the um, aboriginals and the Egyptians. Well, Simon, you'll love this. They found this flute, and they think it's 43,000 years old. Yeah, amazing. Well, listen, when we play that game, um, Timeline, yeah. you run across a lot of these things. And like drums, for instance, I remember it being like so old, you know, uh, 30,000 plus yeah, years yeah. old. So even more, maybe 500,000 years old. Who fucking knows? We've been around as... Um, apes able to bat our legs for a long time you know maybe it's pounding the chest and screaming uh, well i mean it, so it brings it brings up something interesting whoop, though because like so, i don't know i mean you don't see like monkeys still don't have music that we 
call music. Maybe, maybe they, they do. Maybe, maybe they have singing. a certain part of their, maybe, okay, you sure. know, that is their type of music. I don't know, man. Birds have music. For sure. Maybe the whistle. Could well, it be a whistle? That's what we were. That's, yeah, where were you? Of, we yeah. just came around. No, ago. no. Uh, we just came around. But it was a marvel that they're two. Uh, yeah, you guys really sold this one short. I don't think. Joe, Joe used the... Um, quintessential Joe Rogan analogy, which was the Cleopatra making of the pyramids, Cleopatra to the cell phone. Yeah, it felt like, um, you know, listening to Joe talk about all these things are sucking on your mom's boob, you know, like just getting all the information for the first time and savoring it in. Can I point out, though, that it's so funny that Joe this deep in, he said all that with such conviction and then they go, really? And he goes, yeah, I don't know, Jamie. Pull that up. Just make, just double check. Like, dude, you've dropped that knowledge now a hundred times. No, he doesn't know what he said or what he hasn't said. But the best was at one point she was talking about how people are happy, but they don't think they're really happy. He's like happier than you, bitch, because they they'd been drinking all day and it was the best delivery. Her face was like what? And then they realized it was yeah. cool. They, they're very loose. They were wasted when it started or had a nice buzz on. That's the thing. So, Kamar, let me let me start with that. Being around, for the most part, being around really drunk people is so annoying to me. Absolutely. So the thought of sitting and listening to three or two really drunk people just sit around and shoot the shit was just not necessarily my cup of tea, I guess. I just It wasn't torture either. I, like I, No, there was definitely some points to it, but I just think there was some some serious points where they were talking about struggling with success or even getting by and self-defeatist, like I'll do that tomorrow stuff. But here's my problem is we we spoke about this a little bit last night during the fights like Joe hasn't how can he even remember what it felt like to like be defeated or not have shit be like this whole he's he's been motivated for the last 35 years. So uh it, well and that's all right because she has failed and is struggling, you know what I mean? Like she's not a rock star and I get it, but what I'm saying is when you hear Joe start to pipe up about like, what you got to do is just this and that. It's like, how do you even remember? Like, when was the last time you had to pull yourself up by the bootstraps, Joe? Like, you had two auditions in Hollywood. You got the you got both parts. You started a podcast. It's now the most popular thing in the world. You started most popular podcast in the world. You started uh, the UFC when it was nothing. Now it's like a but, but ESPN you, you can say it. not for nothing that, well, okay, I have everything, but if I had nothing... What do I think I would do to get back on track? Sure. And it can be clouded because of his success. But I mean, he knows just um, so many people seeing what makes him successful is the hard work and whatever. Like it's the it's the constant variable. You know what I mean? Whatever you do, you got that's why you, like I was going back to something you have to concentrate on. But something that's physical is the most stimulating for you. And if you focus on that, other things open up. Because the other things you're worried about because oh, I can't do that or that won't work, that goes away when you focus on your work. I think that's that's my theory. Yeah, but then that goes back to Wim Hof and just if you just focus on your breathing, you can withstand you won't cold. feel any pain at all or nothing matters. Yeah, but I mean, he he, he is awesome. Like in that he's a normal person, and he can get other people to do it. Who Joe? No, I I saw a thing on Vice the other day because I think. They heard me talking about it in my room. You know, the YouTubers. About who, Wim Hof you're talking yeah. about? Oh, gosh. Gotcha. Just getting normal people in a short period of time using the breathing technique. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think, you know, it. 
look, Simon and I were talking about Joe playing the everyman and like acting like these millionaires out here act like no, Joe, you no, are he, that guy. Like, yeah, that's almost insincere when he does that. <laughs> that's all. I wonder if it's insincere or if he's like kind of disconnected from the fact that he's one percent. You know what I mean? I Which think, is possible too. Like, listen, I love Joe. Like, I uh, do too. Listen, I, I would give him the benefit of the doubt on that one, you know. But he he's so wealthy now that it makes me wonder when this girl is talking that like she's struggling to make her rent or whatever. Does he then at the end of this just toss her a million bucks? Like I would if she's no, my good I friend and I have all that cash, the, you know? I don't think that's the answer. Listen, if someone's in the perfect place, maybe giving them that money might help them, but it may fuck them more. Like like no, I think, I think it's like a giant universal basic income, you know? Oh, no, I, no I, I agree with Matt 100% just having a show. And I recognize that and I appreciated that and I appreciated Joe for... Uh, look, I'm not going to give you a million dollars because if I had Joe money, I would give you a million dollars. You're going to give or whatever. I such of your a weird fine, thing. Fine. No, maybe not a million dollars. Okay. But I would definitely give you something that would make you happy. You know what I mean? Well, I appreciate that. But what if it doesn't make you happy? Do you feel like, oh, my God, I can never be generous again? Well, no, I would ask you first. I wouldn't just be like, here, bitch. I would be like, listen, you're if you're struggling, I'm not. Let me help you. Like, we're here for a short period of time. What am I going to do? Like, what am I doing when here? What am I doing with all this money? I appreciate the shit out of that. But as you know what? Like, if I was super struggling and you came to me and you were like, let's say you're filthy rich and you come to me and you're like, I'm just going to give you 50 grand. I'd be grossed out by that. Even like, if I needed it. Again, I, I wouldn't come to you and we'd have a conversation Hold on. where, we, and if you didn't want it or you felt grossed out by it, you wouldn't take it. I would like, take just it. hear me out. I, I could not resist. Come on. I didn't say I wouldn't swallow you would, my pride. Everybody would take That's it. That's not what I said. I'm just saying I would feel gross about it. And like, she seems like a hardworking person who wants to make her own. All I'm saying is that I think the exposure of going on Joe for a four-hour podcast, I mean... I'm just not sure in this case because she didn't have anything to sell. You know, did she? Yeah, it was just... Well, her as a musician. The I new mean, music. As a, as yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> no, you never know, too. An amazing musician could hit her up and be like, hey, I heard you on Joe Rogan. I think maybe we should get together and... Totally. You know, or Joe could just connect her with somebody he knows in the music world. Do you sure. know what I mean? In You're our, right. It doesn't have to be money. An hour 20 and they had talked about everything. Agreed. And then it just and that's what this is what I mean. That's when it should have ended. She would have done her job. She would have got her exposure. I found the longer it went on, the more it was like tiresome, you know. But they also talked about something that you and me talked about after the last podcast, driving home about how it is the hardest thing is to not do something, whether it be smoking or drinking, or like to abstain from something mm-hmm. to achieve uh, uh, positive results. Which again spoke to me because we were just talking about it. But if there was a point where Gary Clark Jr. was like, he was there, <laughs> where he was like, um, "Fuck, man, I'm just gonna go home and start fucking exercising." And then he takes a pause. He goes, "Actually, no, <laughs> that's what I said last time. I got three kids. Fuck you, man." I love it. He was so honest and vulnerable. He's not able to sell himself. Like he's the opposite of an actor. Mm-hmm. He's just yeah, yeah. himself in the yeah, corner. Yeah. And I liked him. From now on, it is. I realize we're smoking spliffs. We're smoking spliffs. If there's a tobacco in the, you're getting a little hit from the tobacco. It's a spliff, not a joint. But it's not the same because the spliff is a cigar leaf, which is no. That's a blunt. Oh, sorry. Yes, you are correct. Yeah. 
So what's a spliff? And in a blunt, the way I like the way I grew up with blunts, you didn't put any tobacco in it. It was just the tobacco leaf. Right, but that yes. tobacco leaf yeah. is a lot. It's a lot compared to the tiny little tobacco that we put in our joints. Sprinkle you know? of the spliff. Super unpopular opinion right here. I fucking hate blunts. I hate. I can roll. I in, also do not like them. I can I'll roll an incredible them. blunt. I think they taste like fucking battery acid. Yeah, you, no, but you were raised on. Yeah. You were raised on joints or whatever. Had you started with blunts? Hold on. I smoked so many blunts back in the day. Just from the get go. So many. First of all, every time I went to Florida, which was like at least once, sometimes twice a year, I would bring back two cases of Philly blunts. Like the specific Philly blunt blunts. This was before Swisha Sweets were like the big thing. We rolled blunts all the fucking time. And you didn't let, not like them? And then when they had, remember when uh, the like blunt papers were a big thing? Like you could buy like three blunt papers in a pack. They'd be flavored and shit. Mm-hmm. When I lived in Toronto when I was 20, dude, that was the, the hottest shit ever. I hate blunts. I, I was that. raised on BTs, so I feel like I can take anything. You know oh what I mean? God. When you're raised on oh. fucking knives and Smoke, bottle tokes. Smoking can... hash is ridiculous. Oh, uh, well, lifestyle. that's why I hate it so much now, man. We like were overdosed on that shit, you know? It was so much more practical. You could make it go so far. You would get it and break it up into a million tiny little, you know what I mean? Like... For struggling uh, students, Dude, two <laughs> grams of hash, you could do a thousand bottles. Oh my tokes. god, it's like, making me sick just talking about it and thinking about us all down there around those bottles. Like, it's gross, man. Well, it's dude, a we, gross way to to um, sad existence. Enjoy a really beautiful thing. Mary came home with two grams of hash the other night, and she's wow. like, she goes, uh, "I'm gonna do some knives. How do I do knives?" And I was like, "No, Don't. you're not." She goes, "What do you mean?" I go, "You're not doing knives." I was like, we're. I was like, we're in our thirties. I was like, you're not going to ruin two knives, first of all. Well, and she was going to hurt herself. That was neither here nor there. We also have. We don't have like. Uh, yeah, elements. you don't have elements. How is she going to do that? Yeah, I was like, well, you can do it over the fire, but again, you're going to ruin two knives. You're not going to get the well, heat and, right. You, know, you have to sit there with like gloves on to do Dude, it. Dude, I just the whole thing's a bad either way. Idea. I was like, why don't you just sit down and roll a fucking hash <laughs> joint like a normal human being? Um, can I tell you something I think about Joe? Yeah, please. That's so what we're here for. So when he has a smart person on the show yeah, and they talk about aliens, I find him to be much more practical okay. because he doesn't want to seem too woohoo. But when a layman is on, yeah. a comedian, uh, Suzanne Santo, whoever, you know. He can go as out there as he wants. I think we get his true opinion. I think it's less guarded. So like this today, today. In this episode, they were talking about ancient aliens. She asked him what he thought about ancient aliens. We won't get into the whole thing, but my, it's just, I find it interesting that he was just like, right away, look, why not? Because it's such a crazy idea, makes me believe it more, you know? That was his. Uh, he was also drunk. That's the whole caveat. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? Fair enough, Matthew. Oh, I'm just. Uh, I'm- no, I'm agreeing with you, but the next, I'll just start paying attention. And the next time they talk about aliens with the layman, we'll see where he lands. Because I've noticed that in general, once Joe gets a little bit, and I think every human being is like this, once that, you know, social lubricant comes in, he just loosens up in general. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, whatever that, that whatever is he's true. talking that, about. No, that is true. But maybe that also means you're getting truth. Of course it does. Well, I mean, people can lie when they're drunk. Yeah, but you know what? I always said this. Like, when you, when you had that drunk friend that would come up to you fucking wasted at four in the morning and be like, you're a fucking piece of shit. I always in my head was like, he that's deep down what they think. Yeah. 
Because I think there's like there is something. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny is as what's you know, right here. Hold on. Do you know what's fucking hilarious is I wasn't I didn't have anyone in mind, but as I said it, that guy came. You even to mind. sounded like it. Like it was amazing. Good impression, Matt. You're real funny. The best, um, fuck you. <laughs> The best is that our friends don't listen, so we can in literally vino veritas. We can, just shit, that, we can that, just shit all over that every is one of them. The best yeah. that our friends. It's don't in vino veritas. Yeah. Um, I do. Just the idea, though, that like you know, aliens came. We won't get too on this because I'm getting somewhere. But aliens came way back in the day. They whatever they did, they made humans. They didn't make humans. Just that idea to most people is so fucking nuts. But us being a organism that crawled eventually out of the ocean, we're all good. Makes <laughs> you know, sense. like, listen, I get it. Science will tell. I'm just saying it's all crazy, man. Like, it's all nuts. The whole thing. The, the truth is nuts. The not truth is nuts. The, it, it's all just crazy. That's what the quantum physics is. Spinning saying. ball. All I'm saying, Simon, is spinning it's, disc. It's one it's, <laughs> it's, spinning dome disc Oreo cookie. It's crazy enough, sure, to think like, yeah, we cla- we crawled out of the ocean, but it's uh, it's definitely at least you have to admit a step further to imagine that something crawled out of an ocean in a different galaxy, maybe an ocean of Mercury, and then figured out more shit than we did, and then flew here. Again, no, we, no, we not will again. argue this to the end because infinite universe, infinite possibilities. No, I think both things are equally as possible. We just happen to live in a place where this one thing ha- has happened and we can see it. So we're much more prone to say, well, this is the right one. And that one p- can't possibly be the way. I can't wait to show you um, one of the biggest artists right now just put out uh, his new album. And he put out a pr- promotional trailer video, and it's all about aliens coming down and Easter Island. And it someone put millions of dollars into this. Okay. I want to do it'll make you hire. It's a rapper. Yeah, big rapper. I want to do a drunk history with Simon. Shut up, like a Lucifer. drunk history aliens version. That would be fun. Do it, yeah, man. That would be really Once fun. Once we get the cameras, we should. We got to up the content. The um, content. But look, fine. And again, if you just want to ignore that whole kind of aliens came down in UFOs thing, we coming from the ocean, why couldn't something have the, the whole uh, panspermia or is that what it is? Panspermia? Where um, alien matter came from space and landed here and we evolved from it. Like, that's pretty much the same thing as us just evolving from something in the ocean. We just happened to be evolving from something that didn't come from this planet. No, it's, Simon, that's crazier. You can, and you can't see dude, that. Kamar, come on. That's the same thing. How is it's, that the it, same cause, thing, cause Simon? Everything is made out of everything. Because in the at universe, the beginning it's all just of one time of the creation of the, one, the world, the universe is just one everything thing. was fucking foreign. It was all alien. It's all the so same. So if it That's came great. from outer space oh and we God. grew from it, or it was here already and we grew from it, both of those things are fucking insane. It all came from outer space. I'm not disagreeing with you, but to say it's. A- and they're equally as probable. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, Simon, yes. they're not. Then you don't infinite understand. World, then you don't infinite world, infinite probability. Okay, you, you clearly don't understand probabilities. Because okay, we're I, sitting here living in one, so that probability is about 100%, whereas the probability that aliens came... I don't, I don't think that's true. 
Well, you don't understand probabilities then. Well, I think I do. You don't, because a fan's going to fucking roast you on no, Reddit this week. No, I don't I think you wait. understand the idea of infinite probability I and don't infinite possibility. I don't. Do a little bit of research. Get back to me. We'll have the discussion. Oh, my God. Dude, you have... Listen. Let's move on. Could we? Please. This fucking alien dickhead throws it into Spicy. fucking Susan Santo uh, and Gary Clark Jr. They somehow. talked about it, man. They had talked a big about conversation about, about it. I could throw well, anything out right now. Th- th- that's the fucking premise of this show, man. They talk Fuck about it. it. We get to talk about it. I thought uh, like there was going to be a, almost a what? threesome between Joe, Jamie, <laughs> what? and what? Suzanne. A- Elon Musk? Alien? I heard alien. Ancient alien. Oh, that's coming later. Oh, Elon of course Musk. It is. Fuck. Uh, get out of my own way. Uh, get out of my own way. Yes, <laughs> please. That should be in back to the you, mantra. You letters. get out of my yeah. way. Back to the mantra. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out. Matt has me all fucking frazzled. It's not hard these days. You Simon. guys can talk amongst yourselves. But yeah, I mean, I'm surprised you didn't like it more because they also talked about the music industry and signing stupid deals and just how it is. Like, I thought that was all interesting and applicable to any genre of music. Despite what they they do, I don't know if it's the best music. He sounds like Jimi Hendrix, or or you know, I mean, he sounds like yeah. Gary Clark Jr. But like, if yeah, yeah. someone played Jimi Hendrix and just got a little bit better and was still alive and not dead, it'd be Gary Clark Jr. So, here's what I want to know. Rad. What I want to know is um, how the music industry still has such a stranglehold on artists. Like, how have they still managed to do this in the digital age where they were talking about they make a million dollars an hour off streams or whatever it was? Where you would think after that whole kind of theft and all of that, when the music industry had to rebuild itself, why didn't it get rebuilt properly? Well, I just and fairly thought, and fairly. I just would thought the artists would have taken it amongst themselves to be like, we don't need these guys. This as, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's some have some do. I think it's the same thing with like, I know a lot of comedians who are funny or whatever, but will not do anything on Instagram or YouTube or anything. But these are all platforms like they are still going the traditional way. Maybe I'll get on a show, which is like madness because that's not the direction it's going. You know what I mean? You'd go to something that is thriving and these companies come in, see someone with any potential. What are we saying? $50,000. You know what I mean? Anyone wants that and you don't realize what's going on before you know they own own everything. It's just crazy to me. It's a story older than time. I know, but that's insane to me that like, oh yeah, no, we're going to own your music based on like a a small loan we're going to give you to make your music. Like, dude, in this day and age, everything's there. You cannot tell me that you can't make a fucking album on like not that much money. I can't, I refuse to believe that if we can make this podcast on what, on what little money we have, I can't believe that you couldn't make a somewhat professional sounding album on very little money. I understand the distribution side of it. I get that that's maybe the hang up. But even in this day and age with Spotify, I don't understand how if you're not making amazing music, you can't just yourself upload it to Spotify. It's the idea of the promotion and getting big and viral. Kevin Smith made clerks for like 13 grand on yeah, a like max like five credit, credit cards card or a bunch of credit cards. That was in the 90s. Yeah, and listen, I get it. It wasn't the greatest movie in the world, but it was enough to get out there and make him famous. That's what I'm saying. I just don't like... Think about Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber got famous off of YouTube videos. Think of how much his record company paid on his videos. And today, uh, interesting news about Justin Bieber says he's switching his uh, stadium tour to arenas because of coronavirus. But I think it's because he might be washed. Can I... <laughs> and I like Justin. Can I just play Devil's Advocate, uh, Diablo Avocado for a second, if though? If you must. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we just say Justin Bieber got famous on the internet because that's what we know. That's the new way. Yeah. It is possible, though, that he was hooked up with some record label and they made him no. get famous on the internet. I don't think no? so. No, I just, dude, he was from Stratford, Ontario. And he still goes to Leaf Games and he still goes up there to the well, cottage country. To that is, well, that's just realness and his authenticity. Or, or maybe they hit it big and then somebody gets a hold of him and says, you know, we can make you 10,000 times bigger in a very short period of time. And it's just so appealing. No, it was Usher. <laughs> Usher saw his YouTube videos. Well, he's uh, in the Illuminati, I think. So. It's, okay, it's fine. Well, Either no, way, but, but Usher, all... Usher was the one that was like, this kid's going to be mm -hmm. the shit. This is the way to go now. We know this. You, you can say, I'm surprised they people don't get it. But if they do get it, then they give themselves an opportunity to succeed by creating content and putting it out there. It's a sans exemple. Like Post Malone is massive, but it was from the internet. That one song, uh, White Iverson, boom, 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 boom. And now he's the biggest thing in the world. Did you see him in the Wahlberg movie on Netflix? Did you watch the Wahlberg movie? I didn't watch the last 20 What did you think of Eliza Schlesinger? Do you think she was trying too hard as an actress? I think it's crazy right now that Netflix is really going hard on casting comedians in a lot of their stuff. Like Mark Maron is in a thousand Netflix. Yeah, I've things. seen him on so many he Netflix in, things. He's, he's in everything. Good though, man. He's he, really good. Hold on, he is. I don't think he's he playing is. the same character wait, wait, wait. all the time, but he's good at it. So that's not good. He Why was not? not. Wait, if he's an actor, he, I've got to see him. Well, range, act Simon. A role, range matters. Act a role where he's a dick, where he's a confident, like ladies' man, or not just the. Hey, you need to have some range. But I will. I, I'm with you, Simon. I, it's rare that I see him in something and I'm like, oh, I didn't like him in that. No, he Except plays this. his part well. I didn't actually think he played this part well at all, but I didn't really love in this what? movie, this new Wahlberg movie on Netflix. Oh, I didn't see Oh, that they movie. want to make it a series. Oh, for sure they do. For sure they do, and I think they will. Like, It's, it's, it's like, a movie about Mark Wahlberg's life? No, it's called The Spencer. It's a buddy cop movie sort of thing. It's serious, like, violence, but still comic relief. Like, it's just like a... Simon, it's a really... 48 hours, Beverly Hills Cop. contrived. Like, it's... It's not trying to be anything it isn't. It's super palatable, and I appreciate that for the masses. Like, it's about, like, Simon, it's it's a movie about a a cop that, like, on duty assaults, like, a superior officer because he sees him beating his wife and then goes to jail for it and comes and out. And all he does is, is like, do a is, vigilante. And he's just constantly getting in fistfights. And they just get beat up. I'll it's have just a punch. It. Yeah, it, it, see what it's like. It is what it is. It's on like, Netflix right now. Yeah, Cowboy Cerrone's in it. But see how Post Malone's in it. See how big Cowboy looks in, it. in that movie. Cow Cowboy Cerrone seems like this giant guy in the prison. It's also forced perspective. Like well, they're trying to make him Mark seem Wahlberg is small, anyways. They were talking about him actually, weren't they? Mark Wahlberg? How he's just succeeded, like... Yeah, in a way later episode. Oh, my bad. You know it's what? It's crazy, uh, too, because he killed someone. I, I think he made them go blind. I don't think they died. Oh, he, they didn't die? Okay. Well, oh, and in the bar fight. I, I can't I remember what I think it was, it was. just a I think swarming, was a jumping. Fight. Yeah, I think they... I think it was Speaking too young of to Marky Mark, just... You know what? No, we'll save it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> is there anything more human than starting something new and just wanting to talk about it? To all your friends, yep. Like, am I like that? I no, feel like I'm no, not. There's, there's nothing more human. Well, I'm trying to think of something that you've been super excited about. You know what I mean? Well, no, I guess that's the problem. I don't get excited about it. Well, just like, but no, I, I like I can. She was doing it with her sleep thing. 
Kamar's been doing it for sure with his workout thing. I can feel myself starting to do it with this stupid with yoga, yoga and I stop myself. You know what I mean? I'm like, don't be that guy. But I think it's just, and, and I think the best example of, look, sometimes it's totally genuine. You know what I mean? But sometimes we're tricking ourselves. Like take, for example, the year I quit smoking weed. I was like, dude, weed was making me stupid. Weed was making me this. I would tell every, you know what I mean? And that's because I needed to stop smoking weed. Mm -hmm. But I don't think those were my true feelings. You know what I mean? Oh, I also heard you were a right cunt for a whole year. Well, I mean, not that bad, but. Fun story too. Simon, my good friend, Simon, whom, whom is sitting across from me in my basement right now. I moved to Vancouver. Did not work with Mel Gibson. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to that Here. in the post show. I moved to Vancouver like f six years ago. Simon and I hung out a lot back then too. We did. We still did a lot of Mondays. You probably maybe didn't hang out as much as we do now, but we hung out a lot back then. I call Simon one day from Vancouver with a purpose too. I called him because I was coming home in like a month, and I was like, "Since I'm coming home, be nice to get a poker game together." Figured I'd call my good friend Simon. I call him up and he answers, dude. He answered first of all like I was FaceTiming him while he was taking a shit. I'm not kidding. He goes... What time was it? He, A decent time, like in the afternoon. Okay. I'm not kidding you. This was his response. Why are you calling me? I feel like when people leave the city, they're deserting me and betraying me. Like, I'm stuck here. You know what I mean? And when you go, then you've left, you know? And when I'm calling, here by myself. You're either calling so to rub go it fuck in. fuck yourself. You're either calling to rub it in or... <laughs> for something what a friend so once you look at it from that perspective simon i remember getting off the phone and being genuinely <laughs> oh, i'm bombed. sorry i'm sorry dude. i remember thinking i was like i had thought that guy was my friend and i'm I, <laughs> oh my god like, i literally terrible. remember that's saying to mary terrible. like i was like i don't think simon was my friend and she's like what are you talking that's about that's terrible that's not true but mary didn't like you then so yeah no mary did not like me then. she thought you were dick kamar can you grab me a bottle of water well, from the fridge? in all fairness I'm a funny guy who relies on sarcasm and yeah, it's kind of lost on your girl. Oh, wow. Luckily, she doesn't listen either. Oh, I'm just saying she doesn't get a lot of my humor. So it comes <laughs> off as me being an asshole when really I'm just trying to make a joke. You know, how do you think I feel? Oh, I get it. I'm, she thinks I'm an asshole all the time. Well, you are an asshole. Well, it's up for debate. <laughs> it's up for debate. Is it? Yes. Um, okay, so we can move on from that. Uh, they talked a lot of aliens, just so you know. I'm not going there, but they did. Um, well, I think it's... Okay, just to s spend two seconds yeah. on it. I think, again, like you, it's something that excites Joe. So once the juices get flowing and he's a bit drunk, yeah, it's not tough to open nope. that jar. I, I he'll even talk about Bigfoot. Like, it's yeah, not yeah. hard. There's nothing you know? off yeah. limit. Like, that's, that's the lubricant that gets Joe's conspiracy wheel really fucking rolling. Sometimes he's even like, you know, when you see the hamster running on the wheel and it stops, but the wheel doesn't. Yeah. And the ha and the, like Joe kind of is like that hamster where he's like, whoa, whoa, I got to got to maybe tone it down a bit. Listen, mm -hmm. I it's always funny because talking about these episodes after the fact, I always feel like I've like in my head, I made it out worse than it was. Does that make sense? I said, thanks for the joint. I said, uh. When I listen to an episode that I think is 
not great. Let's just say subpar because there's episodes that I'm like, I know this is bad. I don't like listening to this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, even when talking about it with you guys, I'm, I'm going to shit all over it and nothing else is going to happen. But these sort of subpar middle of the road episodes, I find that when I listen to them, while I'm listening to it, I'm like, I hate this. Yep. I'm not loving this. And then we sit down and we start discussing it. And all of a sudden I'm like, well, maybe there's I, some merit to it. I was it. just thinking the same thing. So even if nobody listens to this goddamn podcast, it's serving some purpose. It's making me reevaluate things that I dismiss too easily, you know? Yeah, like women for me. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Um, Thanks, Solo. Suzanne Santo did make a really, and you know, it's almost such a great point that it should salvage any crap that went on. She was talking about death and she was like, I'm not afraid of death because um, I feel like I'm a pretty spiritual person and I'm super, super curious to see what happens when we die. If there's an afterlife, you know, like that, just that alone, there's so much curiosity about it. And if I'm wrong, then... My f- it's over anyways, so See, my I don't bi- know. It's a- my big fear is that when it ends, even if there is something after that, you're not aware of like the switch over or you know what I mean? It's not like a that's a big worry. It's not like a switch of. Yeah, because I'm I'm with her that like I'm also interested somewhat. But you're afraid that you're going to get wiped. So you're going to have no recollection of this life to take with you to the next. I guess maybe. Maybe that's for the best. But who again, knows? it's like, who knows? Yeah. That's her whole point. Of course. Right. I saw the best little comic strip the other day. It was this guy showing up at Heaven's Gates. And uh, I guess it's like the guy at the Pearly Gates is like, so uh, we have all the stats you want. And the guy like smiles and he, he goes to like put up his hand to ask a question. And the guy goes, no poop stats. And the guy just turns his back and walks away. <laughs> poop stats? Yeah, because do you remember? I, I'm not sure if you remember this. I always said I was like, I want stats when I die because I'm like a bi- I'm a big video game guy. It's all about the stats. Like I want to know in my life how many steps I oh, took. Oh, you want to know how, how much, much shit? Well, and then you it's took. like yeah, like I want to be brought into an endless room and I want them to say like I want to be able to go how much weed did I smoke and I want to I want a visual representation of it. So like a pile of marijuana. Yeah. You know like yeah, how, yeah. And then, I got it. It's yeah. like the rice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, yeah, okay, well, I would have to know, like, how much how much shit did I put in the ocean? Yeah. yeah you know, and yeah. there's just a giant yeah, yeah, pile yeah, yeah, of fucking right, right. steaming shit. How many cigarette butts did I throw on the ground? Dude, see, so you're right with yeah, me. Yeah, like, yeah. would that not be actually the best? Well, I think it would be a great way to start. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Like, you're in the waiting room. I like it. Um, And then the other thing that she was, they were talking about was, like, the idea of going to sleep and, you know, you're shutting down for whatever five to eight to ten hours and it's like this tiny like agreement you make with the universe that you're just gonna die for that long and then wake up the next morning i don't know it's all so fucking weird man it's all so weird we're all dying till we know we are yeah right exactly kamar that's very true but is it? Like, I don't know. That sounded poignant, but I was like, I don't know if that. I don't know if that makes oh, sense. Oh, it's true. No, because from the second you're born, you're then now di- dying. Yes, I you get know, it. you're yeah. living your eventual life till it, you're not. Unless yeah. you're Aubrey de Grey and you're stepping in. Well, three years, which boys. is a game changer. Three years. But I, I think there's something also to like sobriety, sleeping, and you know, people who go to bed drunk are. 
starting in a different universe, going into the sleep universe, and waking up in a third universe, and just sort of getting muddled. I don't Interesting. know. Interesting, dude. Blacking out was like the worst. Always. Never had it. I always uh, towards the end. Every night was a blackout. That must be something to do with like massive intakes of alcohol, where it like then trips your brain to this point of you know what I'm saying. There is nothing weirder than like being at a bar and the lights go out and then you wake up somewhere. Oh, maybe dude, it's your I bed. Maybe I it's your couch. I can't even imagine. I really would not like that. But but there's a, there's a little bit of like pride. Like wow, I made it home. But it's actually like oh, should, dude, that's fucking insane. It, that's always that always be, shocked me. It should be like I can't do that again. Well, Matt, I, I can't dead. tell you how many times I would come and see you, and you would be like, "Oh, dude, I lost four hundred dollars in a cab last night," and I would just be like, "You're such an asshole," you know. I honestly, I have misplaced probably close to ten thousand dollars in my twenties in like just lost wallets. Cabs alone probably cost me five thousand dollars in lost mm-hmm. money. I remember, I, I remember one night I woke or one day I woke up at my apartment in Sandy Hill, just with like the most crippling hangover ever, and I couldn't remember anything from the night before. And I walk out into my living room, and there's a stack of hundred dollar bills and a couple of twenty five dollar chips from the casino you and don't I, even remember and going i to the was casino? like what the fuck and then that night i go and i get drunk again and i bump into this dude i used to work with uh at babylon and he's like dude you were you were crazy at the casino last night and i was like oh oh i was like what was i doing he was like baccarat and i was like i've never played baccarat in my life and he goes no that was clear for sure. Matt was speaking Mandarin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck. Because in a weird way, that is a parallel dimension. Like the person who's making decisions. That's so interesting. And, and recalling everything inebriated is not the same. It's like you skip so a timeline So basically, in and out. if you drink enough, you open your own personal portal. Well, and your life falls apart and you die. Like, I mean, that, that that's where that universe is just destined to go. Dude, my 25th fourth birthday i guess it was when i was living in new york i celebrated a birthday and i so i went to school all day for nine hours didn't eat anything and then i was gonna eat but i called the weed delivery service and i had to wait for them so like it was kind of on edge they they never you had to be there when they showed up so i waited again didn't eat anything all day went to the bar got fucking shit face wasted on an empty stomach blood sugar all i remember is this i remember like being outside the bar rolling a joint with this guy at my school that I didn't even know and then I blacked out and I woke up the next day at 11 a.m. on the fucking F train it close to Coney Island so I was about 175 blocks away from my apartment I fell asleep on the train and rode it for like 11 hours something like that or 10 hours yeah you've told us this story already no 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 but it's all good but even then i remember thinking you're so lucky you didn't get fucking raped and just guys putting their dicks in your mouth maybe that happened who knows i definitely got robbed because there was stuff missing from my pockets like someone at some point yeah you got robbed 
Like that, you're lucky they didn't take all your clothes, you yeah, know, and you dude. wake up in like your underwear. Fuck. But that's your rogan. That's your rogan. Yeah, sorry, my bad. But it goes back to like there was times in New York. It's crazy because like that's not a city that I grew up in. And oh, well, how in, irresponsible is you to do that to yourself? Of it's course. insane. But what I'm saying is like it's crazy that even like you have that weird thing in your head that can still be like you're retarded, but I'm going to at least get you. Well, I mean, not that time, but I'm going to get you home, you know, like. You're like counting on the universe to provide. <laughs> I guess. There was, God damn. There was that night we were in New York City and uh, you guys were all going to bed. Yeah. And I texted a, a girl and she was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take you out. And I left them. And then the next thing I know, I woke up like naked in her bed, like not knowing where I was in New York City. What happened? Like breakfast or like, like I, I thought I was going out on the town, but crazy. It was crazy. Uh, I, I woke sorry, up. Sorry, just one quick last one. I woke up um, at like 3 a.m. in the middle of a neighborhood in Ottawa beside someone. And like, I remember being like, I got to get out of here. I got to go home. Walked out of her house and just, dude, I had no, like, it was as if someone just plucked me out of the world and dropped me somewhere foreign. Like, I had no, I had to just walk. I remember walking for like seven. No, this was like no cell phone time. I just walked until probably for like an hour until I saw a landmark that I was like, I think I know where I am now. But like just so drunk and stupid. Not knowing where you are, though. Yeah, dude. In like grade nine or 10, 10, maybe I remember I got so drunk and I was walking home from a party. It was winter and I got to like I lived on Clemo there and I got to like Clemo and Percy and I lived six houses down. And I was so drunk that I was just like, oh, I gotta just lay down. And I lay down in this snowbank and I woke up like eight hours, not eight hours, maybe four hours later. So lucky you didn't Freezing. Die. But like, yeah, you know, I'm such a stupid idiot. S- six houses, man. But I was like, oh, I just got to sit down before I go inside. You it's know like what the, I mean? It's like the girl we always reference from Minnesota who was on her porch. And she fell asleep without gloves on and they had to mm-hmm. cut off her hands. Something bad just happened the other day. Anyways, whatever. Dude, um, my, hold on. One last one. My ex-girlfriend from like way, 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 way back when I was like 19. She was huge into drugs in her like early teens. And she would go on like couple day benders where she'd disappear. She comes home one night. She goes to bed. And do you remember the big fire in the Glebe where like eight houses caught fire on first avenue and second avenue it was probably when we were in like i guess you guys would have been maybe just done high school anyway down by the tennis courts yeah there was like an arson yeah you remember okay so that's my street there are no tennis courts on first ave yeah the second on second ave the tennis yeah but yeah. the buildings were between first. God, oh, I know exactly where the old board education yeah. was. She started that? No, no. So oh. <laughs> no. Someone no. So it was Joel Imbert's house and her house caught fire. But so she hadn't been home for a few days. So her parents have been evacuated out of their house and they're standing on the front with their brother, watching their house burn down with her brother. And her mom was like this super crazy, like details woman notice she was like i i didn't close the blinds in laura's room oh shit she was up there she was up there while the house was on fire dude they were watching the house oh, fuck. Burn down. thank god that mom dude isn't that crazy so the fucking and this is nuts dude she was high on mushrooms at the time firefighters had to take the ladder up break through the window so she woke up high on mushrooms to a firefighter well how did she sleep high on mushrooms 
Dude, she'd been up for like four days straight. So like it was either like way, a, that's insignificant. I guess that's a crazy a set story. And setting for everything. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was not the right nuts. set. Yeah, no, that's crazy. And then, dude, the next day I'm watching the news and she's high as a kite, being interviewed by CTV. Just like they're like, well, she's like, I don't even know. <laughs> they just chalked it up to fucking smoke inhalation. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, keep going. So they announced a new end of the world podcast. I thought Maddie was going to jizz me undies right there on the spot. I announced that two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I think we already knew that. Did we? Yeah. Well, I said well, Stan Hope put it out. He confirmed. When I hear it out of Joe's mouth, then I believe it. Okay. I just hope Bill Burr's back. They said it was going to be small. I imagine he, he has a He has a to get the invite, him, yeah. So, and Luis J. Gomez is pretty positive that Skankfest is going forward, but they are canceling a lot of things right now because of COVID-19, man. Funny, Sporting events, all sorts of shit. Sorry, funny story. I was watching the, uh, listening to Luis J. Gomez, and uh, he's, they're promoting Skankfest, and at the beginning of the shows, he does plugs for comics, and the guy's like, yeah, I'm doing this, and then I'm doing Skank Fest, and I'm really stoked because Zach, you know, uh, Lewis's co-host, yeah. has told me it's sort of in the ghetto. And Lewis like, it's not in the ghetto? What are you talking about? He doesn't <laughs> even know it's in the ghetto? What? Or it's not in the ghetto? They described him that it's in a lesser nice neighborhood in this town, and Lewis like, it's not in the ghetto? You can't say that. You don't scare people off, because he's like, I'll... What my ghetto is in New York City is a pleasant neighborhood there, but we'll see what happens. It was just a funny exchange. Yeah, I, I I was saying it yesterday. I don't think uh, I think if and all the major sporting events that are about to take place, so like the Euro, Champions League, Euros, the done. NBA playoffs, all of those are going to be played with no fans if they're played at all. Apparently, and um, the Olympics might be postponed. Yeah, I don't think they're doing the Olympics. Ultra Music Festival, you guys know. I oh, always listen to Ultra Music Festival. They got canceled. Out. Canceled. The Olympics may be different because of what we discussed yesterday. That yeah. they're being so preemptive. They're like quarantining a whole island before any. You know, in Japan. Yeah, like they're nobody's sick there, but they're in like mass level quarantine. And that's where all the Olympics are. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's in Tokyo, but that's the smartest thing for them. They're on an island, so they can. I think the whole thing's overblown. Um, I don't. Why is the media who lied to you about everything for the last three years finally no, right about the virus? Kamar, I am so confused. I like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I know. E but either way, what I said was whether or not it's true or not true, it is causing panic and panic is what causes panic. Well, I'm going to cause panic in the room right now because I was at poker last night and one guy said, yeah, I was at work today and a guy who works 15 feet away from me was just in China and he just got back off a plane. Okay, I'm done with this podcast. No, you're exactly. an asshole, Kamar. I had to move out of the room. I think I know. I'm kidding. I'm just like that. That's a lie. That story. No, it's absolutely true. Well, don't you think this is information you could have told us before you came in here? If you're paranoid, it doesn't matter. Kamar was in China three weeks ago. I was already in. Chi I was in China. Yeah, yeah, but those people weren't actually in China. Who knew? Who just got off a plane for the Chinese? Yeah, yeah the very Chinese true. Embassy. Hey, Kamar, you're very true. You've been a carrier for a long time. Well, that's always back to the scariest thing is that people get it and don't show symptoms. So that's how it keeps going. Yeah. But um, but you worked in China like months ago. We are going to ban our roommate from coming home and he owns the place. Oh, dude, <laughs> is he the one stuck outside San Fran? Because, you know, there are people stuck on a cruise ship, Canadians yeah. outside of San Francisco. Yeah, if it is, he's done. Well, <laughs> he's going to come to the door and we're just going to put the, the, the lease to the house <laughs> out the mailbox to sign over. <laughs> like. Just for any, like, 
Yeah. They what, went on a cruise. What were you thinking? After those people got stuck on that cruise. Yes. Like, you're nuts. It's crazy. But you're nuts. What's also crazy is uh, flights are super cheap right now and cruises are super cheap right now. Yeah. Of course. Big fucking deal. Like, is it really worth the risk? And my point is look, again, even if it's not a. Like you get sick there. What if it's you're over there and pandemic breaks out like just from fear and you're stuck in a place where you don't know anybody like we're, we're in agreement, but it's just like a fever. Like it's just not that bad. Well, uh, you heard it here, folks. More people. Kamar di- says it's just a fever. More people died from drinking Corona than the coronavirus. <laughs> what did you send me, Matt? What do you mean? You sent me a funny meme. I don't remember. I forget. I no, sent you a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. That's all I had for that, and I think that's plenty for that. Uh, oh, we've given them an hour and fifteen yeah, yeah. minutes. I, well, it was a four-hour podcast. Yeah, with you. I think you guys completely undersold this, and it was fantastic. We yeah. said that while you were gone, Kamar. We uh, ate, oh, we ate our uh, our, <laughs> our words. Well, yeah. it wasn't the room, you pieces yeah. of shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my! We also God. decided some other stuff. We're, some we're moving to a two-man format. Unbelievable! Yeah. You're uh, out. You're out. We co- take your COVID nineteen yeah. and hit the bricks. You, you've got my vote. Unbelievable, man! Wow. I think it was so happy to see Joe in such good spirits and her. Like uh, it is. It was a good way to start the week for Joe because it just put him in a good mood. I think. And Gary Clark Jr. is just such a real motherfucker. Sit in the back, hilarious. Are we rating it? We might as well. I give it a four. I still think that's too generous. Either way, <laughs> that's I. I, I just can't. I, I can't. I thought it might be a two if I'm lucky before I started listening. That's all I'll say. I mean, I'll give it a three, a generous, that's a generous three. This, there is, there, listen, no matter what you think about this episode, there's just no justification for it being four fucking hours. Go ahead, Kamar. I want to say another point that we've sort of fucked ourselves or backed ourselves in the hole in that the format or way that we're now listening to podcasts, like if you're, if you're reading a book on a... Yeah, you can you can take a, it in a, at your own on a dock, I, I, or depending what you're doing. This is just a great listen. But in uh, the position that we are in to, to get through them and withdraw stuff, which I think we sort of screw ourselves sometimes. But hold on, you but never you, you stop smelling the roses, and I did. And you never would have listened to this had we not had to do this podcast. That is very much possibly a true statement. And I'm not saying that as a no, rude thing. Well, I wouldn't I'm have not, either. I'm not offended. What dog. week is it, Kamar? Brother Matt, seventy-two. And this was um, Susan Santo, brother yeah. Simon. <laughs> Is that so much more calming? It was his brother Matt. I find it very um, culty. No, like you're pandering to me. Oh, but brother Simon's just respect, dude. <laughs> and, it, and if you fucking fight it, you're I the don't dickhead. like it. Oh, come it's on, true, brother Simon. Just let us lie. Yeah, come on, take it easy, brother Matt's Simon. all right with it. He hasn't said it's true. Listen, sister Kamar. <laughs> now that's different. That's, yeah, them fighting words. No, I would never fight you. Uh, so that was Susan Santo. Gotcha. And right. Gary Clark Jr. No, Susan Santo. On guitar. So what did you what did you give it, Matt, in the end? I gave it a three. And, and Kamar gave it a, a four, four. And I'm going to go with 3.2. It, it, trust me, that's way more than I was planning on giving it. For listeners that like maybe new to the show, or even if you've been listening a long time and you're still unsure of Simon, I can tell you... Without a doubt, unequivocally, Simon is the kind of guy that on the price is right goes for a dollar. 
I don't know if we've seen those tactics employed. What is, what is that? I'm trying, mean? To th- I'm trying to think if there's like a three point two. Well, I like spin for the I, dollar. Because I no no like you're like you know when it's like uh, I'll go one dollar, Bob. Oh no, I definitely would never do that. And I think there'd be more never. of a system for him in the movie game as well, if that were so the case. Hmm. You what? think he doesn't have a system for the movie game? I haven't noticed one, but I'm supposed a to be impartial. System? What's a system? Well, the, that's the highest without going over. So you'd always do 150 or 145 or whatever. Mm. But you're all over the place. Yeah, I don't think like that, man. So that's, I'm not thinking about winning. His system and for the movie game is simple: just throw all disregard to everything, logic and order and, out the window. Yeah. And as is his system for rating episodes. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's move on oh, to the next wow. one. Wow, that dude! People in glass houses should not throw gigantic boulders. I, you guys tell me my fucking rating system's fucked. I go, I know it is fucked. It That's is. what I'm saying. Uh, but I never be like, well, you don't know what it's like. Yours is fucked too, though, because you refuse to give a five. Well, I'll give a five when a five is deserved. Like the next episode. That was a subway for the old schoolers. All right. Well, let's do the next episode. <laughs> Shout out, is, America. Uh, What's up, y'all? 1436, the podfather himself, Adam Curry. I feel shame because I didn't know who he actually existed, and I learned so much in this episode right off the bat, thinking that I know all there is yeah. to know about podcasts and whatnot. It was definitely interesting. That's for sure. Well, his whole, their whole, I was talking to Matt about this, their whole system for their podcast is insane when it's the first run by the people he's it's the mcgangbang it's the it's the big mcgangbang of yeah there's no mick it's the big gangbang yeah i got you though simon i will the grand gang gang grand gangbang of podcasts i'd like to ask you as an artist though did it not does it not that's nice matt thanks does it not bother you when you see companies who are like Design a logo for us, and if we pick your logo as the winner, we'll give you a $250 gift certificate. Does that not bother you a little bit? Oh, um, Because do you not feel like it's a cheap way of going around paying a real designer for a real logo? I mean, again, you're probably going to get the work that you're paying for because you're just going out to Joe Schmo. I think I, I totally see what you're saying. I don't think these guys ever asked anybody to do anything. I think this happened organically Listen, on the enough. back end. Fair enough. I'm just saying. But if you were to go about it that way and take advantage of your people, yeah, I don't think that's cool. But I also think that there's like, a, here, take this, Kamar. I think it's one of those situations, Matt, and I know you hate this, so you probably won't like this one either, but it's kind of like if there are no uh, factories people can't make slave labor because and i'm not saying that what i'm saying is a lot a lot of these people maybe just would never get out of their own way enough to sell their own shit and this is a way for them to get something out there you know what i mean some recognition something listen i get it that's all but do you see what i'm saying listen i like i said there's two ways to look at it you can look at it like okay i i'm a an artist with no portfolio so I'll give up a design for free. And if it gets used, I can use it for my portfolio. And if I, it gets used, it's exposure for me. And maybe you are making money off it. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know what the deal with the t-shirts are. Maybe the deal with the t-shirts for these guys is the fan makes the t-shirt, the style. Some money goes to the show 
and some money goes to them. You, you know what I mean? There might be because they he was talking about all sorts of splits. Sure, sure, people. sure. I'm just saying I'm using. Uh, You're right in general. But I think that if you have some sort of company, whoever, a podcast, a store or whatever, I think there is a way that you can incorporate your um, people in. And there's some uh, look, it's not going to be completely equitable because the business or the store is always paying more for you to show your shit. But there's some, I think it's good for people. I think you're getting caught up on a detail here. Well, hold on. The bigger story. I also, yeah, I am. But I also want to say like, it's, you know, Simon, and I get how it works. Like if I go to you and I say, create me a logo and you bring me back a logo and I, and we agreed on $5,000. Okay. So I pay your five grand. And then my company using that logo becomes Amazon or something. And that logo becomes like Nike. You know what I mean? Like let's, let's use Nike. For example, I bet the guy that designed that logo got paid like $50. Listen, it all depends on the contract you signed at the time. I guess if you had enough foresight to say, give me 1% of all residual, whatever. Most people don't though is my point, but just hear me out. All I'm saying is I get that. That's also how business works. You get paid for maybe at the time too, you, you know, you needed that thousand bucks or whatever. It yeah. Was, and at the time you, know? you were like, oh man, I overcharged the shit out of them because they were a nothing company. That's and I was exactly, I, I understand all that. I'm just saying, I think if you look back at like some of the, the most influential logos of all time and you find out what they paid for them, you'd probably laugh hysterically at most of them. Right. But what's your um, reasoning then that anybody who makes a logo should get uh, no stocks in no, the company no, 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 like no, that. No. You're doing a job. No, of course. That's why I started by yeah. saying that. I understand that's how the business works. I, I again, I was just using the example, and I use you as an artist because I, I we have an artist friend that used to constantly bitch about that because I remember sending him something once where I was like, dude, they're they're offering like a five hundred dollar gift card at this place if you design the logo and they pick it. And I was like, you're an incredible designer. And he was like, yeah, why don't they just pay me $5,000 to make them a logo? But again, it's about exposure. You're going to get from that. And people don't look at, nobody ever looks at the big picture. Everybody's looking in a very narrow viewpoint of what's, uh, how this is fucking them or whatever. But I think if you take a step back to the whole situation, you'll see that something like this is just good for everybody. I'm sorry. I'm confused here. Um, <laughs> we're talking about the guy who invented podcasting and we're hung up on a business that he's involved in. That we're not hung no, up. No. I was just bringing it, up. A this point. is his podcast that we're talking about. And I, you probably weren't listening when he was talking about it on the show because you were too busy doing chin ups or something. Yeah. But they were talking about how the fans do all the work. They don't do any of the merch that's made. Ten years later. Right from the start. No, I think it's 10 years later. I don't think it was right from the start. Right from the start, the fans were, when they were, they never had ads. So any money that was coming in to make this show work was to get a producer credit or whatever. It was all driven by the fans. That's what he was saying. I love this podcast. All our Patreons are executive producers. Yeah, no, but Kamar, it's more, what he's saying is every, every episode has new artwork. And that's a new a, theme song. And the fans new, send in the artwork. And every fantastic. episode has a new theme song. But he was saying... It's just so organic. It's amazing. Fantastic. 
And when he was, they get donations, he was saying, of like, some people will give a dollar, some people will give $500, some people give a $1,000, you know, and it's, it's probably not, not in the first three or four years. It's not a month. It's not a Patreon thing. It's just when we have money, we'll give it. And when we don't, we don't. Listen, I'm not saying it's the best model in the world. What I was saying is it's neat that they were able to do this. Well, we're doing it, so I don't find it as neat. I find it just inspiring. What I want to, would you think, <laughs> would you think this guy would be a billionaire? No. Based on where he started? No. Yeah, that's what I just assumed, but he's gone through a lot. The best part for me is when someone's telling the story and then they have the evidence to support it and they play Steve Jobs playing his podcast to induce podcasts to the world. And then while well, he's fired up, he's like, yeah, everything's going out here except for this stupid MacBook won't work. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he age. was he was convinced that Steve Jobs had the plan that out, that he knew that that specific episode, he was like my MacBook just to get a play out of the audience. And But that was such an honest to goodness, true story with the evidence. Like you... Someone can say, no, that's not what really happened. Yeah, no, that's what really happened. That's you, what really happened. You know what is crazy and people say, and you just can't really wrap your head around, is how valuable our data is. And like you say that, you're, it's so valuable. And we're just like, yeah, it's so valuable. And then we move on with our lives. You know what I mean? But they made so much money still are still are and and we're even hip to the jive now and are still like whatever there's an important variable that you took out of that though is your information isn't worth shit the same way my information no that's where you're wrong no just hear me out it's a part of a part of a part of a part that's it without everyone's information collectively it ain't worth shit. It's but, the fact that they have everyone's together that makes it so valuable. And that's where the universal basic income should come Absolutely. from. Absolutely. But... Oh, tax. The, whatever that tax, data is. whatever the data is worth. Oh, Kamari, you are absolutely it's fucking not, it's right. It's not me. It's not me. I'm repeating no, something. that is absolutely right, though, because that gluttony of money. It's time for us that, to get our cut. That and what Amazon is, is stealing from the government and taxes. That should also go to... Uh, or maybe throw that towards automation or something. What about this, Simon? What if Amazon gave every customer, um, I don't know, $500 yearly? A cust- annually. Every customer or every employee? Every customer. Why would every customer get $500? Because they don't pay tax. So they have to, so everyone that uses Amazon, so you log, so as soon as you get an Amazon account, there's $500 in it from Amazon. The problem with that scenario, Matt, is that they need to be paying into the pool that helps everybody, meaning fixing the roads, paying for firemen. Yeah, but hear me not out. Just Everyone money in but your pocket. But every single person in the U.S. and Canada, every single person in the world could then. Are you just trying to break every pen every in the pen house? Every pen in the house, bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's on edge. Yeah, he really is. He's just snapping pens over there. <laughs> I'm waiting for Matt to disagree with me. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking aliens. Um, I, listen, I don't want Amazon to just give everyone five bucks. They should or five hundred. No, no. Bucks. But what's your taxes. point? I, sorry, sorry. I'm interested well, no, you were in like, where we're getting. Because you were about to say, well, only customers get to use it. But I was. My point is, anyone that everyone and anyone can just sign up and get five hundred dollars from Amazon. Then you can use it for whatever. Oh, toiletries. This that toilet paper. You could do fucking just credits. No money. So sorry. What are you saying? That the money they stole by not paying taxes should now come back. But then now they should start paying taxes. Not that Amazon's taxes should go to the customers 
that's who it goes to anyway, Simon. What do you think taxes are? No, I know, but it's going into your pocket and then you're just going to give it back to Amazon. We're not giving it back. It's they're giving, they're going to have gonna to be give this you perpetual fucking. Okay. Where obviously you, you don't n- understand what I'm saying. They have to give you $500 worth of product a year. You're not giving them $500 back. They're not putting, they're not actually putting money in your pocket. So think about it. If you give me a store credit, Okay, they should do that anyways for the money that they stole. That's what the, I'm saying. The seven billion. That's what I'm saying. Two years in a row, so fourteen billion or whatever yes. that number is. But the this year, they should pay their taxes, and that taxes should go to the normal place where taxes go to pave roads and to yes. it shouldn't go back to the people. The yes, punishment should go back to the people. That's what I was I'm saying. I'm trying to understand what you're well, saying. That was my point. I yeah. 1000% agree with you. I think that's a terrific idea. Let's do that. Except that the government is at a deficiency now because they didn't pay their taxes. So the roads didn't get fixed as well as they should. So maybe it should be like half and half, Matt, you get 150 and the roads get 150. Here's the weird thing to me. You have this giant corporation that for all intents and purposes is based in the US. I'm sure on paper it's not, but it's based in the US, right? Mm-hmm. That's where it was founded. They're building their their sure, warehouses were, yeah, yeah. in the way US. But they ask and they ask cities to build the warehouse for them. You know, they do a lot of things, Kamar. But just hear me out. So this is like you're you're subsidizing all this shit from this government that is bleed that's hemorrhaging money borrowing money from another country that they shouldn't be borrowing money from yeah meanwhile you're making all this imaginary profit based on well because their stock price is all just they they never made profit till last year right yeah right I they've mean, been in existence for it's such a wacky thing Matt, i get it but it's based on speculation looked into it the guy was making tons of money so the company wasn't making money but everybody in the company was making money I, like i don't understand it but you sort of think there should be some rebate for our data even though say your data my data is useless well i like i like the idea that you said you didn't create but that you just brought to us the that's where universal there, basic income is something from. In yeah, it. yeah. Okay, right you on. can just go to facebook and google go to the big five tech companies yeah. and say a thousand percent say you've made all this money now you can just give it give some back because uh you've basically stolen stuff from people the problem is that we make it seem like the government can go to these companies when really it's these companies that are controlling the government they so. have to do themselves well, there's a few problems actually the first is that we all click okay on a in, in on a ridiculous legal document Yes, we absolutely did, Matt. But, but, okay, let's look at this. If you had a government that was actually looking out for your best interest, they would say, this is the same as um, convincing somebody to do something when they're drunk. It may not hold up in court. There may be some grounds to... You know, this was like mass hypnosis. This was, who knows, man? Not it is Adam Curry. Sneaky shit. He's disconnected. And he is, about, he and is disconnected. Yeah, tinfoil hat styles. Oh yeah, he's, he's well, he's flip flow, flip flow, flip 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 Filipino phone. Yeah, no, he's he really cares about. Let's that get stuff. back to to that. Well, guy. That's what Kamara's doing. A million yeah. a million lives he's lived. Yeah, like uh, MTV VJ, dude. Have you seen the pictures of, of him as the MTV VJ? Yeah, why? It's hilarious, man. It's hilarious. It's the, rocking out the uh, flock of seagulls hairdo, like. He was hip, and the and the song that they hated, which I thought was insightful at the time, was everyone just was requesting "New Kids on the Block," and it's a story older than time. The, it's now BTS, I think, is a North Korean band, but girls run the world, or the taste for the times, and it's always a boy band. 
because 12 year old to 14 girls are in love and they have daddies to buy them the music the poster the concert tickets because they just want to keep daddy girls happy wow that was a fucking wildly sexist little fucking rant there Kamar nice I think it's a fact of this the, the matter <laughs> all right to veer off that for a international bit. women's day that was yeah wonderful. happy international women's day everybody um no, just women the whole conversation about christmas and psychedelics i could have a million times man it is so fucking like when you look you know at who it, else could have it a million times joe yeah yeah but it's harder to provide a counter argument to really how it came about with some sort of factual but there are some path. very um Interesting correlations, to say the least, you know? But none of us have fact-checked this. No, but I'm saying, I, if, for my purpose, uh, that's how we got to Christmas. Well, just without even fact-checking, just knowing that magic mushrooms exist and grow under fir trees, the caribou eating them, um, people reindeer. eating them, reindeer, imagining things flying in the air. Like, I just, are we that far off, you know? It's the that's most fun. I'm with it, I'm with it for sure. I think it's. I mean, Coke. Coke created the modern Santa. And what did he say? He said, um, "Oh yeah, the little mushrooms were like the packages under the tree. Like there were so many. I don't know, man. There was a lot, a lot going on." That reminds me. Before I forget, it's probably post Joe ask, but it'll take two seconds. You guys both told me Wendy's was fucking Canadian last week or two weeks ago. It's definitely not. Yeah, they talk about we that, found that in the oh, very in the, last in the episode. Santino, yeah. And it's so funny because last night you made it seem like you had already listened to that. You that's how you knew. I hadn't gotten there yet. Really? It's or maybe in, I had, it's I don't in remember. like the first yeah. twenty five okay, minutes then, yeah, of the I had episode. There. This yeah. isn't post Joe, this is last episode. Okay, so sorry. Well, really take it down, down, down a peg. This guy gets a mustache, he thinks he's fucking this guy dropped a, a lot of like tiny little humble brags, though, eh? Uh, when I lived in my castle in Denmark. Oh. No, when but, I, but in humble bragging, he's admitting, and I lost it all, and I keep rebuilding myself. He had a thirty million IPO back before, you know, we thirty million lots of people. I mean, the money was, went around. He's had three marriages, which is a huge thing. You gotta realize about a guy. I think um, the the craziest thing is. He and Joe had the most intense conversation I felt. Yeah. Everything under the sun. And then was like, so we're going to smoke some weed. Yeah. And it just fell off the rails for about a half hour of like. Why did it fall off the rails? What do you mean? Oh, no. I mean, like, you know, when they're, they're both stoned and they. Well, he had sure Tourette's about. found out, which yeah. I didn't even notice when he got stoned, frankly. And then it got back on, I think, about the whole vaping controversy which was unbelievable you know what was a really interesting point we'll get to the vaping in a sec Kamar, but um <laughs> okay you want to talk about the vaping let's talk about the vaping well did that have to push ahead here <laughs> you had an issue with someone you knew who was vaping did that change your opinion that vaping is better than smoking well of course vaping <laughs> is better than smoking i'm never denying that at all okay and i was well aware too listen I said a long, go back and listen to the tapes, okay? I laid this whole fucking vaping thing out for you a long time ago. I was not attacking you. I was just asking you. No, no, no. But I'm saying like they were talking He's about like exactly. The he lady feels, doth he feels protest away, dude. too much. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> I agree with you, Simon. Uh, all I'm saying, guys, is I said that the tobacco companies were doing something fucking fishy with the vaping. And I also said that 
those people dying was a scare tactic and it had to do with the vaping the weed and nothing to do with the jewels, which is what the tobacco companies were trying to lead you to believe. That's all I was saying. I'm sorry, Matt. I didn't. But how weird a society uh, are we where 10 people die and we throw a shit fit, but the other product kills like hundreds of thousands of people a year and we're like, guys, status quo. Well, the whole conversation is mental, right? It's insane. Because back to Kamar's point, the whole conversation is mental because we're talking about something that even if they find out that vaping is bad for you, we already know that smoking is horrible for you. So, and they knew and lied about it. Well, so. that dude, listen, they lied about everything, Kamar, which goes to your whole coronavirus point. They have lied to us about the sugar. They've lied to us about the fat. They've lied to us about the fluoride in the water. They've lied to us about the fucking missiles over Cuba. They lied to you about aliens. They lied to you about Bigfoot. They lied to you about all the fucking Just shit. Wait. And now we're don't, there's missiles over Cuba? No, I would, uh, <laughs> sorry, the Cuban Missile Crisis. There's just missiles hovering over The Cuban Cuba. Missile Crisis. They lied to you about um, whatever, Operation Northwoods, Operation whatever. All I'm saying is, why do we believe them now about and coronavirus? Why do people that lie for a living finally go, you know what? Even though this is the only thing that's causes success, we've got to change it. They don't. These they have they motive for everything. Come they on, don't, they don't do that. Yeah, You're right. No, I, I'm cut out. Anyways, but whatever. Matt's on the fence. Um, interesting thing. Another thing that I never really put together, but makes perfect sense. Techno music was a music that needed a drug to go with it, and without that drug, I don't think it would have made it as a, as a legitimate. Well, that's true. Of music. That's, that's music like the uh, Pink Floyd or the Beatles. Drums. No, I disagree. Those songs still hold up today. But they made those songs on drugs. I'm not saying they didn't make them on drugs. I'm saying that you don't need drugs to appreciate it. It's kind of like... The, why were uh, they all doing LSD and going to music and tripping out to Jimi Hendrix? Sorry. I'm shitting on techno music here. By oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. that without the ecstasy, it's not good. I mean, I think that's your opinion. I of course guarantee it's my, a lot of, of people disagree. Of course it's my opinion. I think a lot of people work out to techno and EDM and stuff too. What about Darude so Sandstorm? You just said a bunch of words that don't mean anything to me. Now you're making noises that don't mean anything to me. That might be the worst Sandstorm. But you know what I'm talking about, even though I can't articulate the song and the reason the guy who made that song called it Sandstorm is that's the uh, sound, no, the name of the piece of equipment he helped compress it with. It's called a Sandstorm. And it's one of the biggest like baseball techno songs. Yeah, techno exists without drugs. You're How wrong. did baseball come in there? Because they always play techno songs when the big guy's coming up. It's the seventh inning stretch or whatever, you know what I mean? Sporting events, which do not have the drugs. <laughs> you you know K- K- Kerncraft 5000? No. Well, we've already established that your your musical renditions are god awful, so I don't Anyways, think that I remember 20 years ago when um the Hab started playing that one goal scored. It was just so hype. Or maybe it was Boston. Anyways. Oh, I know it. You know Yeah, exactly. So anyways, 
Uh, it's just a counter argument to techno was always going to come. Sorry, yeah, but whatever. My uh, theory about techno is that in such a noisy society, we needed noisier music to feel calm. Whereas before, when you just had uh, trees and wind, you could just have a pluck it on a guitar, and that was all you needed. Say that again. I want to. I want to absorb that more. We're sur- all you had back in the day was the wind, the trees, the birds, and you could just have a simple instrument. You didn't need heavy metal or chaos. And the more chaotic the world gets, especially young people, the more chaotic the music they need to listen to to feel calm because it sort of reflects interesting their surroundings in society. It's an interesting, interesting hypothesis. And that's why I listen to fucking crazy <coughs> music to try to feel young again, but it's not working anymore. Could it possibly just be the music describing the times? Yep. We started living in really chaotic times. As the internet came up, so did techno, just digital. Wow, did those two things go arm in arm? Because that's when the world went to shit. So it would make sense that techno was the theme song that followed along to our world going to shit. This is all making sense now. Again, though. Do you hate Swedish House Mafia? Don't even know what those words mean. That was all Swedish to me. Um I don't care. I'm not a big EDM or like yeah, techno yeah, fan. Wasn't Hold on. It? And I want to, you just went back to the world's going to shit. We have this conversation like once a month. No, no, no. I just think that um, the internet has made the world a worse place. That's all I'm trying And that's to what Adam Curry agrees. Even though it provided him. Listen, the, we'll, we'll disagree again, Social media, let's, social media, let's social media. Let's go back media. to it though. The correlation and causation thing is ridiculous. You could also argue that rap music came Maybe. along and then made the, but as we know, like the eighties were a way worse time than it is right now. We know rap music is a sign. My opinion. Yeah. Thanks. Kamar. My opinion is that, um, the internet is not a good thing. It, uh, the internet is such a weird it's not the internet it's this idea of uh i guess it's social media more than anything it's a better discussion to have with the next guest because this guy is biased and has his mm-hmm. one yeah yeah i position. mean he's he's uh tainted the other tainted guest sort love. of weighs the things but hey <laughs> yeah exactly he's still on the run though do you feel that He's still on the run. Yeah, this is the first watch I ever got. Like third marriage, <laughs> we're trying to hold it together. Do you have that feeling of him? Like he's where, got a few offshore accounts now. Or, he's learned. Or he's still got stuff in the air. You know, wasn't it hilarious? Where he's like, uh, "Yeah, I flew a helicopter high once," and Joe was like, "Well, I played pool high once." Yeah. I was like, "Are we really comparing flying a helicopter and playing pool?" <laughs> this guy's uh, lived many lives, and he doesn't feel like he's in a good place necessarily. Like I'm not, not I didn't get that vibe. I got that vibe. Did you? Interesting. Dude, that whole story he tells though of the ploy that they tried to kill Jewel, that whole story yeah. is that's like right out they'll make a documentary about that someday. That that's crazy. Who killed the electric cigarette. It, it's crazy, man. But it's not crazy in that that No, it's predictable. Who killed the electric car came out and it didn't make a ripple. When you first said that Simon, I Which thought- drives me nuts. When you first said that, Simon, I thought I had missed a whole section of this podcast where he talked about them trying to kill the singer Jewel. As a conspiracy yeah, theory. I was looking at you and I was like... Which is also a great idea I, for a movie, I was Matt. like, did I fall asleep for a second Those are two podcast? great ideas for yeah. movies. One where they try and kill the Jewel cigarette company and the other where they try and kill Jewel because she's an alien. I was meant No, they for hire you. like a super dumb hitman and he goes and kills Jewel. And you were meant for me. So his hearing aids... Come on, you look great. That was interesting. Did you look at my stomach? You look incredible. It's, um, wait, wait let, till after. Let me see, Kamar. You do look good. You used to look like you were carrying twins. No, wait, wait. Dude, I'm going to get you drunk one night, and I'm going to get someone to tattoo A-T-T. Well, our friend is now giving free tattoos. 
Uh, not yet. He's not. But he can. No, not yet. He does. He barely. He he. He like cleans the floor there right now. For, no, no, but they for, let him tattoo as practice. For they free. will. He's not doing it yet. Trust me. He's designing. No, no, me I one. was talking to him last night, but for free, he's doing all that stuff you're talking about. Back to what you're talking about, the logos and the yeah, yeah. all stuff. But at some point in this journey, it could be six months from now. I don't know how long the thing is. He will give out free tattoos. Yeah, I know. And I will be a guinea pig for yeah. it. I'm getting a shot glass upside down. There you go. So. Closing time. Inside baseball about Simon. I've been worried as I'm getting older that one of the things that's happening to me is I may be losing my hearing. Mm -hmm. And it was great solace to hear him talk about how he hotwired his hearing aid so that he can now eavesdrop on people, which, dude, come on. That puts a whole new spin on people watching. But then I also thought, Walking in the woods, you would be able to hear a lot of things. Yeah, it's crazy. He I does knew that. you were going right there. I was right, like, like your own personal Bigfoot radar. It's it's crazy. He does that, and it's um, probably inevitable that if the hearing is going, it's just going to continue. What's happening here? Deteriorating. Sort of a stroke. No, I'm, I'm trying to describe his ears deteriorating oh okay. he's listening like he'll have to keep on but what the because f- does he have like an alien in his ear folks uh kamara is doing something crazy with his hand no i was with my stepfather and he wears a hearing aid and if you're beside him you hear all this yeah like, communicating like, with the mothership fax noises and stuff yeah but really? i don't think th- yeah, this guy and it, and this guy's like ain't making a sound sa- kamara this guy's ain't making a sound wow I, he has him suit this one up. guy i realized but just when you're sitting beside you're like it's like sounds like a transmitter and stuff. But that's Weird. also because and it's small. It's it's that's it's also because um, there are better ones you can get than that. I'd rather supervision the super hearing. Well, you might be able to get supervision as well. I have supervision. I'm just have, you have twenty. You book. have twenty twenty vision. Uh, not anymore. I can't read books. But oh, so then you don't have close to supervision. I did most of my I life when it was irrelevant. Mary, Mary looks after me. But I'm changing. Kamar liked it. <laughs> I'm still lost. Supervision. Supervision, Mary supervise, looks after you. Supervise. Good one. There you, go. There you that go. Is very I funny. made the butt um ching after yeah, it. No, that's dad joke sense. So you guys put no weight in the fact that this guy's married three times? What do you, you can't what get what over kind it. of weight do you want us to put into my it? My dad was married like four, almost five times. Do you want people yeah, to stay he, with and people they hate? your dad's a solid <laughs> no, barometer you know, for... Like, uh, <laughs> my point to you is like, it doesn't... Is he when, a piece? When is your dad my, a piece? My <laughs> point to you is like, when I hear that people have been married three times, I'm not all of a sudden like, whoa. Because just, for your for me, it's even family keel. model, it yeah. is how it is. Yeah, yeah. It's fucked up. <laughs> for someone to do it three times, like... This people is, people this make like bad decisions all the time. But you know I, what I, I mean? Think about our own no, lives. Maybe you it know? says something good about a person. They go, yeah, I fucked up and did this once, but I could do it this time. And then on the third time, it's like, okay, I'll do it again. Maybe you're just conditioned to it. You know what I mean? I just don't understand how you could lose half your shit and then be like, let's try this again. This is the problem. Maybe it's now that you have less shit. So well, you're like, maybe he had a prenup in every marriage maybe. and never I, had to pay a goddamn thing. Maybe. I think he would be at peace and a much more uh, restful guest on the show. But I think three marriages is every time he's been up, the marriages screwed him up. I swear to God. And now I think he works with her. And so it's probably the best scenario. I mean, I wish this was just groundbreaking. I thought for fresh ground straight from the horse's mouth, not a whole episode of two other guys talk about Adam Curry. Yeah. It 
I mean, without well, it's interesting him, to hear how it all started. I won't say I'm not here, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Okay, if would you like to find out the origin of your Piccadillys, your, um, you know, like things about yourself that you do your Piccadillys, you, your quirks? Yeah, you're afraid of heights or your something, and you don't know why. Would Are you want to have Piccadillys? That? That's a synonym for them. Okay. You would you want to have like therapy or whatever, um, maybe hypnosis to try and find out why of if you were of, of like course. molested and of that's course. why you would. That's all we want. Do you want that, Matt, or would you just like to go on not knowing? No, like first of all, I think my fear of heights is just like a like I wasn't afraid of heights as a kid, and now or I'm maybe older it totally had to do with you falling off of the play structure. Yeah, it might be a fear of heights. It might be a fear of falling. Matt, did you ever even think about that? I just saved you a bunch of therapy. No, no, because even after that fall, I was fine with heights. It was only once. Well, that's because I... you were dealing with some sort of concussion. You have a fear of impact. I didn't mean right away, son. <laughs> I have a fear of impact. I definitely have a fear of impact. That's what it is. For sure. Well, doesn't everybody have a fear of impact? I don't. Well, no, but I'll say this, Simon. Like, well, even, you're... even in skate... Just like how you have a fear of impact, in that you, even though you're fine, you wouldn't do something just because it would fuck you over you know what i mean you would engage in something even if they said you could because you wouldn't fuck yourself right because i have a fear of and, impact and he doesn't want to go high because but even then kamar like a skateboarding was one of those things where like i watched dudes constantly growing up would eat shit trying a trick and get back up and try it again and i mean like eat shit i didn't have that in me like if i bailed hard trying something i was like i'm not doing that again i'm just like i was like i'm not putting myself at risk again i don't want to fucking like fear of injury is like a big one in my life. I don't oh, want to get fucking. Me too, man. I don't. I've been hurt. Like I'm so hurt. I just don't ever want to be hurt again. And in these know? last couple of weeks, I've just come to the realization that that's why I want to stop drinking is fear of impact. <laughs> but that's the only time in my life where something can happen that I didn't control or see coming. I think the other thing too, Kamar, is I'm not afraid of heights. I'm it, not afraid of any of that stuff. It wasn't so much falling on my head. It was being in the hospital for over a month after. That like I don't ever want to have to spend a long period of time shit. in a hospital bed ever ever again. And in the my older life. you get, the longer that stay probably will be inevitably. Not only that, the older you get, the more likely you are that you're going to end up there at some point. So it's I just I'm I know that in my you know as I creep towards forty, I'm very fucking. I mean, I do still skateboard, which is probably stupid as fuck, but especially when you watched what happened the last time you went out and you hurt yourself that should just be enough for you I to didn't be hurt myself then you hurt yourself the time before no yeah you fell and you hurt your butt or something no no i mean i i hurt my elbow last summer for sure okay your elbow and then you watched your friend just fucking i watched him dislocate his elbow up. yeah 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 um uh, yeah i definitely have a fear of injury kamar for sure of impact of but you know what's funny? Mortality almost. You know what's funny about the drinking though is I found that like when I drank, that's when I was the least likely to get injured. There's something about the drunk body that like least likely to get injured, most likely to put yourself in situations where you yes, do get I injured. Yes, I fully agree so with it, you like, there. Cancels itself. Okay, out. I agree with you there. Yes, you're lo- most likely to put yourself in a scenario where you're probably going to die. But there's like, you know when you see drunk people fall or get hit by something? Like when you see a drunk person get hit by a car, because they're so loose and drunk, like there's something about the tightening up that I think really injures you, whereas a drunk person is just like fucking spaghetti. But it's, yeah, but it's almost like when you're drunk, you're giving your body to someone. Here, take my body for the night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do no, what you want with sure, it. Give yeah. it back to me. Don't, don't do anything too stupid with yeah. it. 
It's just a weird decision. I, I think this guy has battled with everything well, in his I, life. I mean, I want to agree with you, but yes and no. Like, he also, you know, he... The fact that he had a huge vaping thing, like, you know that guy. <laughs> yeah, like, he course. had a rig, not yeah. like your little No, drill. I know what he had, he yeah. Had a fucking war hammer. Well, we have a buddy who uses a rig. Oh, I know, and we know what a rig is, and you know that guy was a smoker. He, this guy's just intense, like... I'm just saying, Kamar, he had, you know, when he was young, he was on MTV, so he had money. That couldn't have been that bad, and then... He started podcasting and obviously got in, like, because of that, he got offered. He started a shit a, some of sort money. of company, a dot com or not a. So he can't settle. Like, he couldn't. He had this show on a TV show in Amsterdam and, like, he just. The guy is uh, running with the wind, man. That, that's just the impression I got. Look at him. Loved him. Loved the content of it. Uh, what, do, what do you want from me? I thought it was really grave, though, his breakdown of the data. Of them tracking us. I mean, I'm still of the school of what have I done? Like, if, if you want it. But as we came to tonight, if you're taking it, give me a fucking cut. It really also made me want to stop ever looking at the numbers for this podcast. Because well, you should like, do that anyways. Yeah, but no. Well, no, I look at them for the ads. But just because he was like, it's all bullshit. They don't know. They have no idea. Nobody knows. Nobody, Nobody knows. knows they have no clue. So, it's so true. You know, it was an interesting uh, thing I never thought of, but makes an perfect sense. When you think about the death of the newspapers, um, I never thought about Craigslist and the classifieds, but that's just another thing that, you know, added to... It's so funny the though how these un- unforeseen, going out of unforeseen consequences. Or, yeah. Well, what's really funny about these archaic things like block, like Blockbuster had a chance to buy Netflix for taxi cabs for an insequential amount of money. Blockbuster could have bought Netflix. Yes, yes, that's true. And they said, we don't even want this. Yeah. Who the fuck wants to Good mail luck. order? Good yeah, exactly. Luck. Yeah. So the same thing. These these newspapers could have bought Craigslist for like a couple of mil pennies. That was they were. It was that's a couple what, of yeah, mil. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. A couple of million, and they were like. Why would we do that? We don't it need cost this them shit. a couple of bill. It cost them everything. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I mean. I, so it, you know, it's insane. To, like, but uh, you know, you you don't know at the time. Um, I'm just saying. Hindsight. If some, if for do. some reason some legacy company owner is listening to this, you should always look forward to the things that you don't think are going to be a threat because they're probably always going to end up being a threat. Do you remember we used to have to take a plane like trip the internet? Sure. Like you, online shopping. Sorry, Kamar. Do you remember when you used to have to take a plane and you'd get like three magazines and that would be maybe at a book, but you're like magnetic chessboard. The, the magazines. And yeah, if I don't there was a movie, all. you were so lucky. If, what's a, a movie on a plane? Fuck, I'm way older than you guys, man. Not only that, but like a movie on a plane where there was one screen at like the front of the I plane know. that like flipped down. It was crazy. And you all had to watch that screen. Or just driving five hours to Toronto just looking out the back window of a car. <laughs> and that's all you're doing. And it's probably AM. Dude, you remember radio. those seats in the back of the station wagons, the suicide seats that faced... Um, yeah, the other way, back. Back towards the thing. We had that in our Volvo and like... It, it was so fucked. Now that I think back on it, it was the most dangerous seat. If you got rear-ended, yeah. Everything about it, it was like, it's weird to be looking that way. It makes you sick. It you have no you space. Like, I don't know. No wonder I'm so claustrophobic. Definitely makes That's where sick. that Piccadilly Boom. comes from. Piccadilly solved. But I will say this. Like, I remember driving. We drove to Florida and PEI, like, almost yearly. The Florida drive is 26 hours. And this is like, no iPhones, no iPads. In the car, 26 hours, six people. We used to do that trip, too, to Florida. Yeah, it's crazy thing now, because like I, a friend of mine posted 
like he was driving somewhere with his family and it's the two kids in the back of the van they each have an ipad and they look like they're not saying a fucking word and i was like that looks like a dream trip where like the kids are just in the back like can I get a juice box? Thanks. I'm back in my You're shit. You're vaping in the front. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, no, no. Adam Curry's singing 99 bottles of beer on the yeah, wall. Exactly. It's, yeah, I don't know. We should move on. We're two hours in and we're, we're only two episodes through here. So I assume you have a lot more. Nope. That was, they talked about the coronavirus at the end and okay. that's how they ended it. Well, I guess we'll rate it. Kamar, we'll start with your, you're giving it a four and a half or a five. I'm giving it a five. Whoa! Because I vote Simon, on... Simon, whiteboard. I, I vote on... Well, con- write it down after. Content and context. Okay, yeah. The content was amazing and the context of... The, I'm not here basically without this guy. I mean, alternate universe, sure, shit, but this was it. Well, you're here. It's not like the birth of you goes this down was, without this Adam This was Curry. the birth of podcasting. Yeah. The McGangbang. Gotcha. The Big Bang. The Big Bang Bang. The Grand gang bang the grand gang bang why are you bringing mcdonald's into it that's what i want to know i've been fucking programmed he's trying to get he's trying to get sponsorship <laughs> yeah, man uh, what's wrong you, with you simon do you Sorry. know this wednesday you get a big mac for three dollars <laughs> really <laughs> no uh, no man, for you come on matt yes and yeah sorry <laughs> i say no <laughs> uh and if anyone has hemorrhoids uh you can get a rebate with a uh, kamar babar senate <laughs> preparation h promo code kamar babar <laughs> Ouch is the promotional code. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Simon, do you want to rate it? Do you feel like rating it? Is that you, something you you're into? You can go ahead, Matt. I'm going to give it a... Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to give it a four. Gave Simon. It five. Yeah. Senko, baby. Senko de Maya. Matt gave it a four. Simon's going to give it some queer, like, 4.38625. I give it pi. Simon I give, give it pi. Simon gives it a 4. 420. 420 would be good. Vans. Yeah, let's go with that. 420. Uh, I, I decided for Simon. I was going to go a little higher, but I like that just for, like, a symbolic gesture. Okay, so there you go. That was Adam Curry. That was a great episode. Yeah, it really was. Probably one of the biggest this year. Let's take a little uh, break. Yeah, we're going to uh, pay some bills and uh, let the guys smoke, and uh, we'll be right back. Good day, Australia. Hey, gang, if you are in Ottawa, be sure to check out our sponsor for this podcast, Ward 14. Ward 14 is Ottawa's first and only consignment bar. That's right. Everything inside the bar is for sale. The bar stools, the bar tops, the board games, the fish. I don't know about the fish, but everything pretty much is for sale in this bar. They have a lovely food menu. They have uh, great specialty drinks. The staff are awesome. Uh, It's a quaint little place. If you're looking for a place to go in Ottawa, it's in the heart of Ottawa's Little Italy. Check them out. Ward 14, 139 Preston, right beside the fire station. Uh, Ward 14, sweet little consignment bar. Check them out if you are in Ottawa. Thanks so much. Are we going here? Are we live? Okay. 1437, Stephen Dubner, Freakonomics Radio. Also wrote the book Freakonomics, which I've read. Humble brag. So I actually read it. Humble brag that you read a book. With my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I read a book. Humble brag. (laughs) With my eyes. Fucking weirdo. With my eyes. Yeah, God. Have you read it? Have I read? Read it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's a bar we're using now? Have you read Freakonomics? No, I have not. Nor have I, so okay. Simon will have the most insight on this episode. I don't remember the book at all. 
Excellent. So he'll have, I guess, the insights back to even Because I read it with my eyes. Yeah. He didn't absorb Had any I of it. I listened to it. So normally when we listen to a podcast and guests ask questions, it's we typically say it's not a good thing. Terrible. But in this case. In this case. Because he was an... A- hold he, on. This guy wasn't asking Joe personal questions. He was more putting forward... Ideas. Yeah. Or like... Uh, I guess ideas would Talking be Talking points, whatever. Sure. Whatever you want to call it. Hypotheticals. It, it's not the same as Michael Yo running out of things to talk about and being like, uh, Joe, tell me about your uh, fitness routine. Precisely my point. Yeah, I'm with you. We're all together. So this guy is an economist? No, he looks at everything through economist eyes. Okay, that's... Uh, I just... Uh, that He's was an never... accumulator of, acu- of information, <clears throat> but I don't know what his actual qualifications are. He went to school for something. I that's assume. fine. I don't... I don't... I didn't care one way or the other. I was just curious because he kept mentioning economists and given the name of his podcast, I just thought maybe this guy... Because I got... I, I understood the idea of the podcast. He looks at everything through the eyes of an economist. But... On all sides, which is the most important way to look at something. And I found a lot of the questions Joe would almost be deflective of over the course of the podcast in just saying, well, I'm not going to answer a hypothetical when he's just trying to see the weight of one way or the other on any. Which is funny because Joe floats topic. hypotheticals all the fucking time. It is funny that he does float hypotheticals all the time and then deflects ones when they come back at him. But, uh, you know, whatever. We all do it. Get. It's fine. Yeah. I, I thought it was super him. interesting when he was talking about climate change in that cleaning up the sky caused for the heat to go up because the particulate was deflecting in just in that explaining how complex issues are that you can't just can't black or white say one way or the other. Which then you wonder, was Zachariah Sitchin on to something with the Anunnaki coming here to get the gold because their planet needed it to keep out some sort of ray? That's very possible. I, I I was thinking more of just the <laughs> unintended of consequences of trying to fix one issue, creating another one. And it's the, like the um, bringing in the cats to get the rats, and then you need to get the dogs to get the cats, and then you need uh, crocodiles to get dogs, and you need fucking whatever. Whatever after that to get crocodiles. You know what I'm saying. Though. Aussies to get rid of the crocodiles. Yeah. <laughs> and then what do you get and rid of? How do you get rid of the Aussies? Sting, then they're just there. Stingrays. Phoebe. Stingrays. <laughs> to get rid of the Aussies? No, yeah. if you want to get rid of Aussies, you want to get rid of Aussies, off that was from, funny, uh, Simon. Case Dude, of Fosters. You know, come on. Out of there. You know, I'm working in your genre here, right? Of uh, Australian? Well, a Stingray Australian. Steve Irwin. So how do you get rid of an Australian? Stingray. Boom. The cycle is complete. That's how you tell the joke on stage to really walk them them down the path. Well, apparently (laughs) it depends on the, uh, the caliber of your audience. I guess I got you. I was with you, man. I I was with you. I hear you. I got to stop saying that. That's out of my vocabulary now. What genre? No, I hear you. If you hear me say, I hear you. I say gotcha all the time. Uh, Is that the equivalent of saying that's crazy? Which is the universal, I'm not actually listening yeah, to what he said. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, Who's your favorite comedian, Simon? Gary, what's his name? Gary? Goldman? He's not yeah. my favorite, but okay. I love him. I was watching his HBO special. It's his mother's favorite comedian. And he was talking about how kids, he's like, uh, what word did millennials take? Literally. He's like, because when I was young, literally meant literally. <laughs> he's like, now kids take it and literally means something completely different. 
So just to answer your previous question, Matt, uh, Stephen Dubner got his degree in fine arts and journalism. Okay. He is not an economist. That's fine. He's a writer. Yeah, he is a writer, correct. Again, I was just curious because it never really came up in this, and I, you know, it's called Freakonomics. He He played in a rock band. Oh, well, then he's an economist for sure. If that doesn't give him qualifications, I don't know what does. I mean, who wasn't Um, in a rock band? Is getting that high, we're done with this no, guy? <laughs> getting high on a plane. I'm trying to think if I ever experienced it or not. The purposeful induced paranoia of the edibles, you mean? No, like actually getting high before I flew. That's impossible because you're never still. By the time you get, you'd have to it's fly true, it's private. True. Yeah, private. or you'd have to edibles. Well, edibles, that's what they're, but I don't like edibles, so. Or maybe, Simon, if you're. Not impossible. I'll say this. If you, right now, if you were flying out of Toronto Island on like a Porter Air, like to Ottawa, you might actually be able. Because to, it's legal and you can just. Because it's right legal outside, and you might, yeah. yes, yeah, so you might just be able, like just outside the airport there. You know what I mean? For an Ottawa to yeah, Toronto yeah. flight, that might be. Um, Kamar, have you ever flown while you did edibles? I have not. I mean, I've flown while I was fucking wasted. Which is sort of high. Well, well, you wake up and you're like, oh shit, I'm on a, plane. on a plane. No, I mean, before I got on the plane, I was yeah. blackout. Well, well and you got on. Luckily. Yeah, very lucky. They almost didn't let me Again, yeah. alternate, alternate dimension. Yeah. And maybe, I know when I went to Jamaica, we smoked a lot of weed and then went to the airport. I'd be interested to know what smoking a joint up there would be like. Like with the like air pressure the air? and the vacuum, yeah. Like, well, it'd make flying a lot more enjoyable. I can tell you that much. You think anyone's supposed to join the top of Everest? No, dude. There's no way. No one has a lung capacity. Wim Hof is just up there, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> you know what? He's <laughs> ripping huge. You balls. know what's crazy is when you're camping and you smoke a joint in the middle of the woods. That's pretty fucking freaky. Why? You're just like, I don't know, man, you hear everything because all your senses are more in tune, you know, and you start hearing Bigfoot walking a million miles away and you're just more in tune with nature. everything becomes like a bigger deal. You're out there. I don't know, man. I uh, like for, it, man. For me, you know, that little bit of paranoia when you're and I start thinking like, OK, I'm out in the woods. If I hurt myself, I'm trying to plan like my escape route and what I would do if this happened and what I would do with that. I don't think about that shit when I'm not. You go into survival I, I mode. I think, yeah. I don't know. Mary and I were in the Everglades smoking a joint. And I just loved it. I love that shit when you're in the middle of nowhere. Oh, dude. One time we were in um, uh, Switzerland and I have the, I think I told the story. Anyways, we found this guy who told us where to get weed, blah, blah, blah. And we were up in the mountains in Switzerland looking over the Alps like that was amazing. Yeah, you the know? most picturesque shit yeah. ever. And it, again, it'd be foolish to get wasted in the middle of nowhere. I agree. Irresponsible. But to answer your question, but I, people do it. I do it. Kamar, honestly, I have like any elevation and I can't smoke shit. I have enough trouble breathing at thinner elevation. air. Yeah. Like, I don't think I could even go to Denver. No, like you said it before, just employ the Wim Hof method. All <laughs> bets guess. are off. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got to get a puffer. I got to go see a dog coming up in a Patreon soon. Wim Hof. Yeah. Wim Hof two weeks from, well, I guess a week from tomorrow. Where do you guys get your best ideas? Walking. Walking is where you get your best ideas? I think I get my clearest head from exerting any sort of energy. (laughs) I think I get my best ideas in the shower. I'm just thinking about how hot I am in the shower, so it's hard to think externally. You know you can control the temperature of the water. How fucking dead sexy I am. (laughs) 
And that's all you're thinking about. You just can't stop masturbating. I'm there naked with myself. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. Usually just listen to music, but I guess, I guess walking is, I used to walk a lot. I don't walk as much anymore. Now that I have a car, but I used to walk everywhere. Speaking of cars, I think I get a lot of ideas when I'm driving too. Probably. Yeah. I walked to the courthouse the other day and back. Don't you often feel like when you're driving, your brain is actually just kind of on like autopilot for for the driving part? Yeah. Yeah. Like I often find that, dude, I can't tell you how often this happens to me where I almost, it's not like I wake up, I'm wide awake, but where I will come to and I'm like, where the fuck am I? Like the other day I was driving and I literally was like, I don't know where I am in the city. Where am I going even? I've had it before where I like know where I'm going so well. And I've done it so many times that I'll start thinking about something. And the next thing I know, I'm at my destination. Well, think about it. We drove five guys yesterday. I missed the turn because we were deep arguing about mm-hmm. something. You know well, what I mean? That's because like, I was yelling at you, Matt. But, no, but I was on the way back. We hadn't started the tip, tip talk yet. But were you guys allegedly high? <laughs> tip talk? Yeah, we were high, of course. So, I mean, that is a factor. If you weren't high, you'd probably be more. No, because I think you know how I operate. Like, if you showed up, which you did, when I wake up, uh, it's the same person I am now after four joints. It's not like I'm, like, this dim, like, Ugh. like You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm Cheech and Chong high right now. We've smoked five fucking joints, and I'm still as alert. Do you just, like, even, even you, Kamar, you don't seem like you don't have your wits about you at all. I do not, 100%. You don't have your wits about you? If, I, like, I, I've been thinking back, if uh, we do a podcast, I used to, like, weeks before like i'd have like three beers and two joints before we do the podcast and it was just like yeah but that's more the beer i was way more the beer but as well prior to uh when we do it on sundays i would come straight from work you know sober and and i felt the, the most there and i felt more time on my hands getting stoned like i haven't smoked half the joints today well, i, I feel much that. better hmm. How much uh, creativity do you think is lost by people staring at their screens all the time? Like how much, um, you know, how many great ideas are being floundered? Or is it that there's so much endless information that you're able to get so many more ideas that it all evens itself out? It could provide some inspiration. But I think when you really just think into the ether versus being influenced, you're going to come up with something cooler. I disagree because I think... You only have what you've already taken in with you. So, like, let's say you're in the middle of the woods, Simon. You're smoking a joint. You have no iPhone with you, no music, nothing. You're just in nature. You you only have at your disposal what you've already taken in about the world. Whereas, like, I can't tell you how often I'm sitting, scrolling through. Like, Reddit's a good example because, you know, depending on what you follow, right, you can kind of curate, you know, like, you can learn a lot of shit on Reddit. A lot of articles to be found. A lot of bullshit, too. But the point is, is like, I don't know. I find that like scrolling through Reddit, I learn a ton of shit. And I'm, it, not, I'm not talking about learning, though. I'm talking about the output of creativity. But I'm talking about that is like it, it often like I've been trying to write more comedically lately. And I don't know for that specifically, like it, I don't know. I don't find that ideas are just naturally going to like come out of thin air versus where if you're reading something or taking something in, you're likely to be like, oh, that, you know, that have makes you me- done both. Yeah. I've just sat at like a blank table and nothing really comes to me. You've got to fight through that. Yeah. It's like you, you part have of you, all of that inside you and part now of, you have to get it out. Part of what's slowing you down too is not wanting to do something shitty. 
You know what I mean? Like you wink at me there, <laughs> which is be off your phone. But no. you don't. You're no, already no, no, off no, no, your no, no, phone. No, no, I mean, you sit down and you're writing something, and you're like, "Well, I want this to be good, or I want to be funny." But you just do anything is better than nothing. You're getting in your own way. You're getting in your own way. So get out of your. To be own honest, way. the whole right, the process of sitting down and actually writing is what gets me. Well, like, everybody does it different. Like if we've learned nothing from Joe, yeah, it's I don't that do it that Some way people anymore. don't even write at all. Yeah. They formulate their ideas on stage. Go do that. You know what I mean? Like there's a million ways to skin a cat. But writing something is better than not doing anything. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The, it, just the process of. So um, his parents converted from Judaism to Catholicism. That must be an interesting story. That, that could have been another podcast. I think telling. that's what he said too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the decline in religion. And he converted back, sorry. Yeah. And increased. Wait, he did talk about it. His dad didn't talk to his dad anymore. Wasn't that the story? His dad disowned his dad and they never spoke anymore. No, and then his he- dad disowned him, I thought. No, it was his father was disowned by his father. Oh, no. His dad converted to Judaism. Yeah, but he, they never told us why he converted oh, to Judaism. We'll have to listen to the podcast. <laughs> Uh, he was talking about a decline in religion having a correlation to this uprise in depression, which is interesting. But he also stated again that the correlation yeah. is not causation. It could be a, a plethora of things. I mean, it's a, it's definitely an interesting talking point for sure. And he was talking about like the um, religion from the view of an economist. So the uh, costs and... Uh, negatives like do they outweigh each other you know what I'm saying which is a very interesting way to look at religion because we know that there are good parts of religions right Joe talks about it all the time it's this um, structure to which you can live like a nice life where you're not hurting other people and it's when you start you know fingering kids well, getting into like the crazy <laughs> trying to read the Bible and use it as a, you know, a Sharia literal context where it should just be a scaffolding. We've lost our way in a mm-hmm. way because we're too smart. But, but if, but if you can look at it, like, I mean, that's his whole show, right? Look at these things from the point of view, like you were saying of, uh, um, uh, the pros and cons and yeah, really, what are we losing? Work it all out. And you know? he has, he has no hill he will die on. Like when he mm-hmm. when he's having discussions, with Joe, he could sit back. You know, he was against uh, the violence yeah. and fighting, whatever. But there were moments in this where it reminded me a little bit of the Adam Conover episode. Like, of course, not to the same extent, but there, as much as they agreed, they not argued, but there was, it wasn't like saw things different ways. Yeah. They saw things different ways, but with a completely respectful, yeah. great tone. Yeah. To that it. was the difference between uh, this one and the Adam Conover. Cause this guy has not, nothing to prove. He's just looking at things and wondering what they are. The most powerful thing I think that came up was the talking about, um, in the countries with better living conditions, the suicide, suicide rates are actually higher. Well, he was talking about the there's no one left to blame but me thing yeah, scenario. He, he, yeah, exactly. What was that? Sorry. He was saying that there's the reason that suicide rates could potentially be higher in in more developed places is because when you have everything at your disposal and things aren't going your way, you are left looking only in the mirror. 
So for example, if you have if you have free education and you have access to all this stuff yeah, and everyone around you is thriving and you're not, then you're you're forced to sit there and go it's a me thing. I'm the fucking problem. Yeah. Everyone else around me's got this together. We have everything at our disposal. And I get that. That that made when he said that that made total sense to me. Total sense to it's me. It's counterintuitive though. You'd think people starving in countries would be more long likely to I'm well, out they're here. too busy trying to survive we've been through this before surviving man. is a you good you can't thing. worry about writing negative reviews about restaurants when you're worried about eating tonight you know or your family eating for yeah. even worse whatever um i thought the idea of moral licensing was an interesting one where you know if you let's just make something up you use plastic bags or sorry, you use bio uh, reusable bags. You don't use plastic bags. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well I do that. So I'm a good person, but then they go and treat a waiter like shit or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you How somehow detrimental is that to the planet. You somehow. Yeah, exactly. Versus polluting. Because you do this one good thing. You've given yourself carte blanche to be a fuck. You know, Well, that's, that's my problem. Cause I, planted 50,000 trees when I was 20 years old. That's a big problem. Now we're here. I, I can do feel like the you fuck should, I, I feel like you should have a business card that just says Kamar Hargit on and then in quotations below it, I planted 50,000 trees. Dude, if you what don't, have you done? If you don't make that, you've wasted your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we here doing? I'm working a line of soap right now. Line of soap? Yeah. Nice. What Called are, the, are, are you really clean soap? One of the terms he used when he's talking about suicide was a, first time I heard it was a suicidologist. Yeah, I'd never heard that. Someone who studies suicide? Yeah, I'd never no, no, heard that. No, no, You go to the guy, he's like, okay, so this is your second marriage, and wife took everything, and the kids don't like you? I guess we could find a solution for you. Yeah. I got the suicidologist. You should go see. He he's the best in the game. Oh, it was just a funny thought. So you see now they're not letting people use the um, reusable cups in the coffee joints because of the uh, COVID-19? Hmm. I, I, again, it's an overreaction. I mean, if you want to draw a correlation there, you could say that if you use reusable cups, you're spreading the coronavirus. You're responsible for the coronavirus. If you donate a book. A little bit of a stretch, but sure, Simon. If, if you I'll donate, you half so basically, donate if you're book. trying to save the planet, you're killing the planet. Right now, to save the planet, you're supposed to stay home. That's right. If this thing gets bad, though, it's going to kill small businesses. Like no one's gonna go out to eat. Not like no Amazon. one's gonna go to any Not fucking like restaurant. Amazon is no, small businesses. but Amazon will start doing really well at that time because everybody will be ordering things to their house using drones that can't carry the virus. I mean, yes and no, though, because you can also the argument still. Well, I guess there's probably less people working at the factories, but there's still, you know. Trust me, they have a whole force of robots just waiting for the day that the humans don't show up to work. You can, you can take that to the bank. Right now, those robots are just sitting in the warehouse smoking cigarettes. Like, <laughs> our day's coming, guys. Our day's coming. It's all, it's all I can feel it. <laughs> That's exactly right, Matt. <laughs> smoking cigars. Just oiling each other's gears. You got me, Bob. I got you. So these guys were talking about the um, garbage dumps. And that, to me, is going to be this forever sticking point because... I'm talking landfills? Well... In um, Amsterdam, in the Netherlands, or somewhere like that, they're making their garbage into energy. So they have figured out some system to do that. The old Rod Bryden. So what, 
Like I get what is what's holding us back here from putting the money forth to make our garbage into energy. Well, first of all, you want to take a guess? Well, well, hold on, hold Pollution. on, hold on. The energy companies. No, hold on, hold on, stop. You're forgetting too that they're they're incredibly efficient with recycling, like across the board. There's no like you don't you can't even I don't even think you can put garbage out. You have cardboard, you have plastic, you have aluminum, and that's and the rest is like compost. But there's no like. Over there, I don't think they throw out. It's not like it is here where like they just pick up the garbage and whatever you put in there. It is like I think there's fines over there for that sort of stuff. So that's the first thing is starting at the base and saying to everyone, well, we're going to efficiently get rid of our waste. And then from there, I mean, if all you're doing is recycling, it's easier to turn into energy. We don't have that option. We just have people throwing everything. I was under the impression that they were taking garbage, garbage and turning it into power. Power. I don't believe that's so you think they just created like the DeLorean from Back to the Future 2? I think they have a system in place and for whatever reason they're not um beholden to I guess they don't uh export a lot of energy to other countries the way we do. So there aren't these but massive I mean we do it to one other country, that's one instance. I you know. I mean I'm sure other countries sell their energy, but your argument is that we don't turn trash into energy because we can't sell it. Couldn't we just sell that no, energy? No, I'm. S- um, ideally, it'd be at home. Your garbage would be a little generator. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, yes, you could, but it must cost them too much to do that, Matt. It must not be economically feasible. They're not going to make the same amount of money, you know. Well, I'm just saying to you, it seems odd. Like I feel like that seems like a weird. Your argument is that there's a conspiracy to make more money that they I'm just, know. Th- I'm uh, I'm not saying anything. I'm asking why they don't do it. I'm trying to figure out why they wouldn't do it. I think I that's don't. it, though. It's just that they they have a culture over there that deals with waste in a different way well, from the ground up. They should be changing our culture. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I don't know, man. If I knew that, you know... Look, if they said, give us your garbage, we're going to make energy out of it, and then we're going to give you back your share of that in a rebate on your hydro bills, we would all be much... It's incentive, man. Well, what they it's, just need we'd to be, do, It's Simon. like uh, the naked picture, you know? Find a way to get people to do what you want them to do. It's incentive. Yeah, but again, if you just tell people, like, listen, we'll pick up your recycling for... F- the price we're doing it at now, just tax dollars. We won't charge you anything. But if you put a garbage bag of like waste out front, that you're going to get taxed for or charged for. You know what I mean? Like we'll pick up compost. We'll do that. We'll pick up cardboard. We'll pick up recycle. Like, but again, then you just have problems of people just dumping garbage all over the fucking place. I just think that you're band-aiding a problem at the point. The right way to solve this is to make the machine that turns it into energy. And then you don't have okay, to do Simon, that. Okay, but Simon, I'm explaining to you that like you're, like it's easy to sit here in an armchair and go, why has no one created a technology to create to turn garbage yeah. into energy? Why like, has nobody well, created the electric car? They they have. Because something is stopping them. They have. And like this guy <laughs> said, there's people in the garage garages right now who are coming up with stuff and it's just like never one, seeing the light of day no one thing is gonna be an x factor and the power companies are not gonna be able to stop it maybe simon you're forgetting like think about it a guy like boy on slot who figured out how to clean up the ocean yeah he went out and was like oh i don't have the 250 million dollars this is gonna cost so your argument of like you know 
sitting there like maybe someone does have the the solution they just don't have the money well, to make it well i think it. that some company should get behind voyon slot and somebody who's polluting well, we all the ocean that. should do that, that. we've yeah. agreed on well, that that's already. what i'm saying we've already agreed on that okay I, i'm just saying to you that i don't okay either way i agree with you garbage is an issue i always whatever it's okay no no you we always want to hear i was just gonna say that i i wonder what's holding that back well again you just said a blanket statement why has no one created a way to turn garbage into energy well, that's, and what, like, that's why i said the old rod bryden he tried to do that he tried to do an incinerator yeah an incinerator that's what they do in um wherever and Where do they do it? It's pollution. Denmark. Uh, Lithuania. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> the Netherlands, I think. So you think they're burning garbage to create energy? Correct. That sounds that's like the exactly most counter. What I think they're doing. That's yeah. the most counterintuitive solution I've ever heard. Uh, it's something like that. They have some system. I don't know what it is. I'll look into it. I'll get back to you next week. Okay. Top of the morning to our listeners um, in the United Kingdom. Top of the morn. Uh, I like how he said nicotine was a great drug with a terrible delivery system. Mm-hmm. Like, like Trump. <laughs> like Trump. But it really, like nicotine is not the problem, right? It's the combustion that comes from smoking that or and lighting the that nicotine on yeah, fire. Absolutely. But if, you know, if from the start they had, yeah, like a, and your lungs aren't trying to aren't, kill people. Your lungs aren't designed to take that in. Or maybe they are. Maybe they are. They're not designed to take the burning in. Well, how are you supposed to get? Well, the way we they do it now with the jewel. Oh, that's what I forgot to talk about in the um, last episode. Like the that's how you the new delivery system. The beetle uh, nut. Yeah, like you could chew on nicotine leaves or coca leaves. Well, or the beetle nut like makes you fucking like high, and all your teeth rot out. Mm-hmm. But it's not like it's illegal. It's, it's not like here. It's, uh, maybe it's illegal, illegal here. I'm pretty sure it, anything you eat that gets you high is illegal. No, Cat. no. Go on no. the go on the internet and you can, you can buy beetle nuts in a at a store. Hmm, no, because I think you can still buy like kratom. Kratom, kratom is maybe, that yeah. What maybe it is? I'll bring it up in the to- in the post, Joe. But kratom. He, he described the villages. All the guys are just smoking opium, and the women are just hopped up by these beetle nuts with no teeth and red mouth, just going off, running yeah. everything. Sounds like a perfect society, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds nice. We just get to be high all day while the women do everything. Yeah, and we don't even care when they bitch and yell at us. Too high. So fucking high. Too high. Like floating on a cloud of titties. Too high. Yeah. You got something to say? Go nuts. I'm here to listen. I thought it was super interesting when they revisit um, Oppenheimer. You're stuck on Oppenheimer. The nuclear uh, option and how America was like afraid of Japan. Were they afraid of Japan, Kamar, or did they just want to test a nuclear bomb? That's an interesting on theory. human beings, and you think on a small island. Do you in think the when South Pacific? Do you think when Oppenheimer um, created, he was like, "Well, that's it. We made this. They're done." Did he think, or did he know that he just caused a race, which is the stupidest thing we? Why do, do you think that Oppenheimer? Like, I don't really know anything about the guy, but. Why are we assuming that he was like an evil genius and not a guy who was working in a compartment like they didn't tell him at all what he was building. They just said, here, do this. I'm not assuming he's an evil genius. I'm asking, did he go holy fuck and realize the consequences of his action or was he just working away like a scientist on a problem? Simon, the guy created the atomic bomb. I'd have to assume he's too smart to not know what exactly he was working on just to defend that side of it. He'd have to know. He's too. The guy was a fucking genius, obviously. 
And then the the quote from the Bhagavad Gita, he obviously knew what he had created. Well, at that point, yeah. I'm but just, would he realize that they would just keep making more nuclear weapons a thousand times over? To this day, they're still making them, which doesn't make sense. All that money, resources could go to something else. I wish we could shoot them all off. Like, are we really making them at this point just to make sure we have more than the next guy? It may be just, Can't you just tell them we have more than they do? Support an industry? It doesn't make sense. Like, is there a time when people go to war and they say, okay, come look at my arsenal so you know what you're dealing with? Because the whole idea is for we all have it. No one uses it. Just it's no, but that's what I mean. Couldn't we just start a rumor that we built like the biggest nuclear bomb ever? And then, but based on that misinformation, someone else would have to build a bigger bomb. And then all of a sudden, we'd have to build a bigger bomb or pretend to build a bigger bomb. Like, have you ever read the butter the butter battle book by Doctor Zeus? I'm afraid I have not. Well, that's the premise. But that's they just keep building a bigger uh, or saying they build it. They hate each other because one of the races butter their bread on the right side up and the other butter their bread on the bottom side down sounds like the twix brothers oh the left twix the right twix yeah or mike and ike but dr zeus nazi man i don't know how he's getting a free fucking ride through this whole me too thing well what was the thing i read he was his wife got cancer he cheated on his wife she ended up killing herself when she found out about the affair and then he married the mistress that's right yeah I think me too should be... And he was a Nazi. One bitch, two bitch, dead bitch. No, what was the thing I said yesterday? Dead the bitch. The thing I read? Yeah. Try to be more inclusive yeah. and be me too, Happy Woman's not Day, everyone. everyone. <laughs> Sorry, say that again. Come on. Me too, not everyone. Me too, not everyone. Because it's sort of like right now, it's like me, everyone is me tooing people, but it's me too. Okay, we acknowledge something bad happened to you and you acknowledge not everyone is a bad person. Gotcha. I think that is all I have. Well, no, there was a huge discussion also about how shutting stuff down is a negative thing and provides negative consequences in that he saw the play that actually the best part was Joe going on and on about how Popeye is just rape porn. And he uh, interjected with, well, have you seen Cheers? And Joe would have nothing to yeah, do with it. Yeah, I know. It. That was crazy. And right? I really wanted to get into it. Was it was rude. Break down some things in Cheers, like Sammy just running girls in and out the door and stuff. I thought it was very interesting that Joe didn't want to entertain the Cheers because he was hung up on his rapey Bluto stuff with violence. And in cartoons. He didn't want to get off the violence in cartoons. But I'm surprised he didn't bring up, which I always thought was interesting, and it's been said before, is Pepper Le Pew. Yeah, Pepe Le Pew is a real fucking dastardly stalker character. trying to yeah. rape that fucking cat any which way he could. Any which way he could. Drown yeah. or whatever. But I mean, you feel sorry for him because he thinks that he's the same species as her, you know? So there's more to it. There's layers to it. And it's that different time thing that they relate to like... You can you can kill eighty thousand people now today, innocent people. Mm-hmm, right, exactly. Yeah, the opposite are allowed to. But be. they do, Kamar. Look at droning, right? Like, so it's all with it. It's all the context in which it's fed to you. It's just in one fell swoop is uh, hard for people's stomach. Well, no, but even the idea that yes, but even the idea that George Bush. Uh, killed a bunch of people with drones and people were like, fuck you, man, you're a terrible person. And then Obama kills way more people with drones and nobody says shit. He was a hero. Well, what's worse is we're going Julian Assange is a horrible person for telling us about it. That's, well, that's how crazy. That's we are. just crazy. That's how crazy we are. And if Trump was really the good guy that everybody says he was, wouldn't he be pardoning all of these whistleblowers because they all did it for the good of the game? 
he should recognize the game and uh, not hate the player, but hate the game. And instead of being, uh, instead of pardoning fucking old white fucking pedo judges, you know, like get these guys out of fucking Russia. And um, where is uh, Assange? He's in Great Britain. Yeah, respectively. Well, yeah. I don't I know. Didn't they extradite him? Turkey or Didn't something they, now? They're trying. They're going through it. I guess mm, okay. Trump is the evil fucking empire that everyone said he was. Not. He's hilarious. Did you just not? What is this? 1994? What's up? <laughs> Holy fuck. The boom tide is in the house. What's up? <laughs> the boom tide is in the house. No, at one point, this guy also said, I wish you were my older brother. Like this guy, yeah, he fell did say love that, didn't he? With uh, he said, no disrespect to my siblings, I love yeah, them and everything. No disrespect to the brothers I actually grew up with. I wish you were there to give me advice. What the fuck were his siblings doing? And I think you'd be hard pressed to find most guys that wouldn't want Joe to be at least an uncle or something. That's way. like, um, you know, that comedian. I don't know who does it, but it's a great bit where he's like um, talking about the Wizard of Oz. It might be Gary Goldman talking about the Wizard of Oz, and he's like. Uh, and she's standing right in front of the lion and the tin man. And she's like, Scarecrow, you're my favorite. I'm like, bitch, we're right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right here, bitch. Oh, it was a different time. People were more insensitive back then. Can't be Goldman because they say bitch. I, I, yeah. You know, I always try to sell this as nothing to do with anything, but I just got to get out before I forget it. Uh, they will not grow old. I told you about it. It's the Peter Jackson thing that it's the first world war because you like 1970 1970 is just a remake of Dude, what uh, the saving private ryan are you talking about no it's not it is a movie though it's where not it goes, a remake of saving private ryan get this message to so-and-so because they're gonna die um it goes from black and white peter jackson did it and it's real footage you know what i mean really really well done and i sold it to my stepfather for like three weeks you'll love this because he loves civil war stuff and all this and I sold it enough that I got blue in the face. Like I was even willing to show it to him, sit down with him. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, whatever, whatever. But he went to see 1917. And then he goes, and you know what, Kamara? It was all right, but I thought it was sort of like a Saving Private Ryan. There's not, not as much hand-to-hand combat. And like it's yeah. when someone you know in the movie dies, it's more powerful. He goes, but what I did see is this thing called They Will Not Grow Old. And I almost tore his fucking head off. I, have that ever happened to you? Yes, I was just talking to my dad the other day. I told him this whole story. He was like agreeing with me, blah, blah, blah. That's crazy. That's crazy. And then later on, I see him and I'm saying, this is exactly like this. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I'm like, I just told you this this morning. The jig is up. You're not listening. Nobody's listening. Come on. Nobody cares. And nobody's listening. Well, but when they rub it in your face that, oh, yeah, I wasn't listening yeah. to you. Yeah. You got you to gotta hear it from someone else. Everybody's just waiting for their turn to talk. Joe's got to confirm it. What did you guys say? I wasn't listening. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of here. That's timing. Sorry, yeah. lads. Are we going to rate this thing? Uh, or yeah. do you think there was more, Kay? I mean... This was an excellent episode. There's more I could uh, extract to anything, but I think the biggest takeaway was just how um, we've got to just slow down and uh, weigh things more. Just like people kill themselves because they're depressed for the um, internet and stuff, but it's not the horrible thing like you go on the other side. It just it's all about change and balance. This really week was amazing, and this is the first time when someone asked the questions, and it was. A weighted, practical debate. Yeah. 
I mean, really, in the big scheme of things, I think if you're looking for like the answer to why everything is so fucked up. Yeah, we know you think it's social media. You if, don't, you don't have to look If you far. think it's fucked up, but th- this inspired me to listen to his podcast for sure. Freakonomics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be interested in listening to that too. And it was humbling to think about the research he does. Like all the work they do to put out the one episode a week, like we were saying, after 10 years. Go ahead, Simon. No, I had nothing. It's okay. I was just going to. You're going to cut me up? Go nope, ahead. Nope. It was something about Kamar. Like the research I do for the post, Joe. No, it was not that. It's all good. Okay, well, I'll rate it. Yes, rate it. Go ahead. A four. Wow, Kamar's just going ham this week. He's feeling generous. Kamar rated the week a four and a half, right? I know. It's like you have a t shirt gun with fours in it. No, I just. just Each episode I kept getting stuff out of and like not being, uh, oh, this is the same old conversation, even though it's some of the same old topics. It was. Well, it was a, it was a really good week. Have I, have I passed this yet? No, you smoked the whole thing. No, not the whole thing. Yeah, well, who else hit it? He well, doesn't smoke, and I haven't hit it. Well, so it's not the whole thing, man. There's tons left. Uh, Steven Dubner, Kamar gave it a four. A four, Kamar? Yeah. Matt? Uh, I don't know. What do you give it, Simon? Simon, I think, gives it a... Uh, I think I got to give it a four. I think it was pretty solid. We have an agreement. Alrighty, good Oosh. stuff. Oh yeah, happy daylight savings, everyone who's uh, holding their shit together. <laughs> Down with daylight savings. That's our new policy. Yeah. Fuck Chappelle. We just want to get rid of daylight savings. I'm telling you, we're we're like two to three years away from getting rid of it. It starts here, right here on this podcast. Yeah, it's a new uh, hashtag I'm adding. And Fuck if daylight you're savings. a listener, you once all these other places do it, it's only a matter of time before everywhere. If you're listening to a podcast, write in and we... tell us why daylight savings should stay. Uh, Andrew Santino, 1438. Let's I, bring this thing home. I said this uh, week was all about change, but as Joe is a you know, welcoming, generous man, some things must stay the same. So he brought in Andrew Santino, just to talk about things that happen the week in pop culture and the exact same, you guys uh, alluded to it earlier, burger conversation as the last time he was on. Yes, exactly, exactly. the same. Exactly. But I didn't hate this episode. I'm with Matt because Matt and I had a prior discussion as to how Cheeto Santino was. And I didn't hate this one. Usually he kind of gets under my skin, but I thought this was, there was some great conversation. Well, usually I find he's like, the, what are you going to do today, boss? What are you going to do today, boss? Yes, guy. But there was some sort of pushback, disagreement. And uh, again, that's what the fruit for conversation is all about. I also think he's got a lot going on right now. And that added to the, it wasn't just so like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It was like, he's got a show with little Dicky coming out. He's Who's on- little Dicky? Little Dicky's. Uh- His name's Dave. Uh, but he's like a he's a internet sensation. Okay, boomer, rapper. we do not have time yeah. to explain it. Yeah, I don't have time for this. I, really? He yeah. Did a song with Chris Brown. Put some respect on his name. Put some respect on his name. That's his, his that guy. No, that's oh. Birdman. Oh my god. Oh my god. No, Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky's a Jewish rapper who made his money with his bar mitzvah money, <laughs> making silly videos. Really? Really? But Simon, like he was. How much bar mitzvah money did he get? Six thousand dollars. He that's says it. it could be more. That's not even bar mitzvah money. Get out of here! What kind of that's Jew is bar that? mitzvah interest? Either way, and he was on Curb. This season of Curb, by the way, best season. Little Dicky was on Curb. No, Cheeto Santino. Santino, Santino yeah. the urinal builder. And he said that um, the urinal builder. He built the urinal in this episode. Oh, of, yeah. He said he made. Um, Larry, Larry David, David laugh. laugh. Yeah. 
It's so funny how we build these people up in our heads where like you was like Larry David's just another person. He probably laughs. I assume he I bet he laughs all the time. Well, no, somebody was saying that he actually would come around and say, that's very funny. Oh, he's like you. That's a Jewish thing. Well, because he was constantly directing people on the set. So he'd be like, he'd hear something he liked and he was like, that's really funny. Keep doing that. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's where I get it from. My from, mentor. From LD. Yeah. yeah. LD. He's, a, I like he's an old school content creator. Larry David. Indeed. Well, it was like he said, he's like, I could see why this guy doesn't do stand up, but is just incredible at his. But he did try to do stand up. Insinuating, though, that he did stand up and it wasn't very good. Well, but like, look at Mel Brooks. Like, Mel Brooks, probably one of the funniest people ever. It's not everyone's cup of tea. Probably couldn't do stand up. You know what I mean? It, I don't know. He was just so negative. Uh, they opened this up with Trump as an actor, and we know, uh, as a comedian, we know Kamar loves that. Yeah, it was a really confirmation that he's hilarious, and there'll never be another man like him. But I gotta say... Oh my God, what a gross statement. They'll never Biden be man like is him. so old and stupid, and the fact that Bernie is now being pushed out again, and Biden is uh, getting the votes from... Budachech and Bloomberg, you're like, this whole thing is fucking scam Ola Central. The backdoor scam Ola is Tulsi won a delegate, which means she qualifies for the debate. And they said, no, we're changing it. You need more than one delegate. She never had a chance anyway. So why not let her fucking. The rules are the rules. They changed the rules because of her. I know, but. Let me finish. And for them to sit up and talk about the integrity of their elections with Russia interfering, they're running all enough interference. Can I interject? That is all. Yeah, that's all. Someone on the Reddit made what I thought was a very poignant observation about our show the other day. They said, I like the show. Um, They said, one thing I would say is American politics gets beaten to death everywhere. And they were like, no disrespect, but like, you know, we hear enough about it everywhere. Why bother even? No, mine's all conspiracy theory. So <laughs> bear with me. I agree with that, but we got to keep an eye on Hillary. So bear Here with me. We got to keep our yeah, eye on exactly. Hillary. Exactly. Thank you. I'm with you, though. It is totally beaten to death everywhere you hear and it. It's, out of our wheelhouse to talk about. Well, well I mean. That more than anything. I mean, it's funny, like that guy going on Reddit and being like, these motherfuckers don't know shit about American politics. Like, yeah, no shit. We're Canadian. We don't vote. We don't care. I don't know how your I barely know how your fucked up convoluted system works. I'm figuring out one day at a time though. Fuck but you know the whole like Iran Contra thing. Am I allowed to talk about that? Simon, get your joke, stuff, Matt. Get your stuff and get you know the, the fuck whole Iran Contra thing uh, with the smuggling the drugs into. We all know this story. The Sandinistas are involved times. as the, well. The whole uh, what's his face there. Who, Osama bin Laden? No. Che Guevara? No. Um, <laughs> we're just saying that. We're never just saying Fidel Castro. Yeah. No, the fucking uh, B- Gar- Barry Seals. The, yeah. the whole movie about oh, uh, with Tom Cruise. American made. I'm just, yes, the, the whole thing. If, they, if you had heard that years ago before you knew it was a real thing, you would have been like, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? That is too crazy to be true. It's impossible. Sort of. It was true. That's a conspiracy theory that got proven true, you know? But I feel it's gotten proven true because there's been so many different movies made that all sort of like, even Blow, I think, had Barry Seals in it. You you know what I mean? They all, there was only a couple of deals. It wasn't a million of these huge deals. No, it got proven true because the government tried to say that that kid they found on the tracks, like it all. That's not what he's saying. What Kamar's saying is that 
what Kamar's saying is it's not like there was a million of these fucking... He's like, there's one Barry Seal. There wasn't... There wasn't... What Kamar's saying is there wasn't 50 Barry Seals all over the states most likely running it. There was probably just Barry Seals, maybe two other guys. One or two huge things doing all this major stuff. And it's been boiled in so many media, it can't be made up unless they're all feeding off themselves. What he's also saying, to your point, though, is that it's easier to make it less plausible by just having two or three Barry Seals. Because then if one gets caught or you find out about Barry Seals, it's less, like you said, it's more likely that the people are going to be like, well, that seems that seems unlikely. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like those. I don't. Well, like I those just wonder how mm-hmm. many actual like if they were running that scam, the were weird- they not just running similar operations all over the place? I think they only need one or two planes. Like he's in the Mexicans were bringing in the whole shipment for a year in one plane. Mm-hmm, yeah, I guess. Um, what I would thought was um, strange. I just totally forgot it. Come on, I finished. I finished season two. There we are. Now incredible we can plot spoiler. The motherfucking crazy drug dealer. We spoke about that movie, The Pharmacist Day. Eh? Yeah, I didn't yeah. watch it. Th- I didn't watch it yet, though. It's on my list. I like that Netflix out of the top ten thing. Yeah, it's that's interesting. Sweet. I mean, oh. five of them are always shit I have no interest in. But. Doesn't matter. It's nice to know what's yeah. trending and what people are. Well, we always uh, go over when he goes and Joe was sort of talking about how like, and Rick Ross was in the middle of it the whole time that Rick Ross was selling crack and there's no way that didn't destroy lives. But because he was like, he gets a free pass done wrong by an incarcerated yeah. for doing what he like. It's. I, and I and I'm not condemning Rick Ross to his own people. He did go too, to he, he did go to jail. He served his time. A lot so of people look at Rick that. Ross as a sellout for for, for selling crack to his own people. Well, okay, but argument. at the same time, what was he going to do? Go to an upscale white neighborhood and sell it? Like he'd get arrested in ten seconds? No, you would have kept it as coke and sold it in the white wow, neighborhoods. Whatever. You don't turn it into crack and sell it to. It's a valid people. point. Can I make this point? This this dawned on me this episode when they started talking about this. You always hear about like Rick Ross talk about all the money he was making and how like, you know, and you just think like, wow, what a good businessman, like to pull himself up from his bootstraps as like a kid in the ghetto and become this multimillionaire. But it makes you think like if the CIA was in on it, maybe he wasn't that great a businessman because wouldn't it wasn't it really just them like letting him operate? And he got arrested after after the fact for hooking some other guy up who was a... Well, I mean, he got arrested because they were done using him. They didn't need him anymore. And just out of interest, interest, do you look at drug dealers as good businessmen? Because they're not really operating within the rules that are set out. You know what I'm saying? Okay, but Simon, that's an unfair... You you look at that as a... No, I'm asking. Well, the one thing about... But hold on. To say that you can't... What you're saying is they're not going within the rules. Like, they're selling an illegal product. So the rules are out the window. Right. You can't really... You can't really look so at it do like, they get well, they're not cl- paying taxes, so it's a... It's, <laughs> well, yeah, that's no, a, no, no, no. Forget, forget taxes. It's more like, look, it's if you're already breaking the law, are you really worried about killing somebody to um, get what you need? You know what I mean? That's more the point. You're operating outside of... You can't theoretically, and I know this isn't true because lots of business people have people killed, but you, you know what I'm saying? If you don't like what that guy's doing in accounting, you don't just go out and murder him. You know what I mean? Sure, but Simon, it's a lot more difficult. Like You, as Simon Anisman, could go to a bank with credit and a good idea and get a bank loan, and you could go get a brick-and-mortar place, and you could start running your business. And yes, I get what you're saying. If you're a great businessman, you build your business up, you franchise, yada, yada, whatever. 
it's actually much more difficult to operate outside the law, I believe, because you're constantly having to clean money to move around the cops to figure out like all this. I think it's you could argue that to run a drug empire would arguably be more difficult than. Sorry, Kamar, go ahead. You got your two two thumbs up. The two things I'm going to say is uh, just last week, there was that 14-year-old kid in Toronto who was abducted because his brother owed $4 million in cocaine. That was crazy, right? So it's it's happening. And the other thing about the drug business is they don't like some businesses. Well, the drugs just aren't selling like they used to. looks like we'll pack up the shop and get into something else. You know what I mean? It's either plato or... Yeah, plato ploma. Plomo. You either die or you get arrested. Like it's 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 a very unique business in that way. Is yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. There's no retirement really either. It's not you don't often retire comfortably. You don't go bankrupt and like get your creditors. Like yeah. I mean, some people obviously get out of it, take their money and run. You know. I bet you there's they're literally more in uh, witness relocation than no. Them. But Simon's right. You just never hear about the guys that took their money and you're hearing off. about the fucking well, yeah. Because why? How would you ever hear about it? But they I always off. wondered about that. I always wondered when Rick Ross was like, I was making ten million a week. I always wondered why. Like, if you were making that money, why wouldn't you just take one week's worth of profit and then eventually just disappear? Like ten million dollars is more than enough money to live off of the rest of your life. If you're making that in a week, fuck the empire. Because you probably know something about someone and they'll have you killed, and the only reason they don't kill you is because you're in your empire. But the second you stay for that, they want to get rid of yeah, you. Yeah, but wonder, I'm saying you, I wonder you if go all across the world. You take your ten million and you fuck the fuck off. Well, most people just want to be at home. I wonder if there's a whole part of that Rick Ross story that he just doesn't tell us, which is. The dark side? Yeah, you know, I was... Well, he did time, so it's not like he went unpunished. No, I just mean exactly what you said, Kamar, that the CIA would have fucking just killed that guy straight up, you know? Well, there's, I mean, we know that now in retrospect. I doubt he knew that at the time. You're right. Now, like Knowing what we know now, he would have fu- he would have fucked off, like I'm saying, to some small town, and the CIA would have been like... You never know, though. Maybe the no, CIA I'm saying, would've... though, Rick Ross's contention, I think, has always been like, I did this, I was doing this, and then the CIA came to me, right? No, no, I don't. He, I, he think he realizes the involvement in the CIA after the fact. Yeah, I think the CIA was... Okay, so... Because uh, what was it? Yes. What was the guy's name? Danello Blondel? You're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely... That, that is the case. What if, though, just humor me for a second, what if they had come to him well before and had something crazy on him and been like, you're doing this? You, you know what I'm saying? And if you don't, these are the consequences that are going to happen, and it's going to be an awful lot worse than jail. He seems like the Maybe. type of guy that would volunteer that information, let them... like see, to, yeah. to get murdered now? I I don't think he's afraid to die. I don't know. Maybe he seems. It's you know. Simon, I have no it's, idea. It's that, that's to, a crazy. It's that's tough a to crazy kill people theory. like Rick Ross now because now if he gets murdered under some it's weird, it's like the Bob Lazar. Uh, but same conundrum. Thing. But the same thing, Simon. If someone like Bob Lazar now were to like fall down an elevator shaft, that would just be the most suspicious shit in the world. This war, is what, you know I'm what I'm saying. Mean? Yeah. It's the Bob Lazar conundrum because yeah. really he should have fallen down an elevator shaft. Yeah, but now he's too high profile, so they're like, well, let's just fucking make him a fucking... Or... Sure. Or there's a million the ors, you know? Yeah. Or, or... One of the things I wanted to uh, bring or, up or. last week in the post, Joe, and uh, they brought up this week was the Oprah falling. I didn't see it. Yeah, you showed it to me. It's funny. While she's talking about balance in life. Is that what it was? It's exactly... 
it's kismet. What it was. That, that shit's great. It's, it, that is, that's a gooch. Like that's you call it the simulation um, X Factor. At the end of the day, it's a fucking gooch. Um, they were talking about Harvey Weinstein, and I think we should keep with the theme of this uh, developing events and go with another Weinstein movie for the movie game. Oh, okay, all right. And the movie is Jackie Brown, produced by Harvey Weinstein, Quentin, Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino. Wow. again. This is a terrible pick. Did uh, Harvey Weinstein produce a lot of Quentin's movies? He produced all of them. All of them. I um, was uh, talking to a friend last night and beat me to death that this is the perfect movie. And he hates true romance. What? Exactly. Wow, that guy should not be your friend anymore. He hates true romance. Yeah, but he's like the, one of those older guys that would hate you too just for the sake of it. You guys probably hate YouTube. But. I hate YouTube. I'm trying to do a joke about YouTube, all these things going wrong. Where the fuck is YouTube, man? We need a fucking jam. We need Bono. Where's Bono Where's when Bono you need him? Bono on the edge. Yeah. Save the Bono, day. there's a fucking virus the, sweeping the world. The virus. The planet's dying. Where's Bono? He's like, mate, I'm busy in Africa. So Jackie Brown, Simon. So the year? I'm sorry. Uh, there's a, been a mistake. This was not produced by Quintero. You know, I just assumed it is. We're going to go no, ahead. Not with it. produced by Harvey Weinstein. Well, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, okay. sorry. It is a Quintero movie. So I started with a theme that I told you totally fell okay. off, but we're, we're, we've come this far. So wait, I thought we decided that Harvey Weinstein produced all of them. Did he not produce all of Quentin Tarantino's movies? He has no production. The Weinstein Company didn't because uh, I know he did Django. I think I think he did Pulp Fiction as well, and yeah. I think he did. Uh, I thought he did all of them. Literally, I have the year ready here, Simon. I'm also going to call it right now. I think I have it either bang on or within a year. Okay, okay no, is is produced in conjunction with Miramax and the Weinstein company. They distri- well, Miramax is Weinstein. Okay, yeah, it was distributed by them. So. Okay, well. still involved, and we're back to the. Do you have a year, Simon? Yeah, I said 1998. Wow. I said 1998. 1997. Oh, I fucking... One Away, starring Pam Greer, Samuel Jackson, Robert Forrester, Bridget Fonda, Michael Keaton, Robert De Niro. Classic film. That was good. It just... It was good. Now we need our budget and the box office. Shout out to Canada. You guys are there too. Way to go, boys and girls. Everyone's going to separate. We're going to be all countries. It's going to be good. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready too. So go ahead, Matt. All right. I said it cost $27.8 million. And I said it made sixty one point four. We are so close today, Matt. I said it cost twenty two million, and it made sixty nine million. Wow! It cost twelve million. Oh, so Simon wow. it made seventy four million. He's wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Mercury is no longer in retrograde. What did it make? Seventy. Things are turning up seventy four point seven. So I'm within it. Well, yeah, Baby, within five, you are. Yeah. 
And 22... Is not with him. No. What no. was it? It was 12. 12. 12. You're, you're 10 million off. But we both got the year, so... Wow. But in the neighborhood. So, that's one of the... Woo! That's a no, big, we didn't get the year. We Oh, well, we were close. One off. Either way. Well, we know that doesn't count. And you both said the same. So that was cute. It's great. I'm back. And that is the movie game brought to you by Netflix and the brought Disney Channel and Apple TV. No. I mean, Subscribe to, to the Patreon, please. Please. Fucking please. That's All right, back rude. to Santina. That's back rude. to Santina. Um, yeah, okay, sorry. Where are we here? <laughs> that was a subliminal audio. So uh, redhead can take more punishment than a normal person, like physically. I understood emotionally because they'd been constantly picked on their whole lives. That makes sense. You know, it's weird. My mom's a redhead. And there's a lot of redheads in my, my family. My mom's a redhead, too. And I actually believe it. They can take more pain. Yeah, I believe it. Dude, if we go by my mother... The woman has no pain receptors at all. Yeah, my now mom that seems, I think about my it. mom kind of emotional the pain, same way. emotional pain too. But the woman can pull nails out with her hands. You know, yep. my mom also finds other people's physical pain to be the funniest thing. Like when I had my wisdom teeth pulled, I've never seen a human being laugh harder in my life. At you on drugs or? I wasn't on drugs. I was totally. You had your wisdom teeth pulled with no gas? Yeah, all four at once. No and, gas. And, and you don't have red hair? No, and I don't Did have they red put hair. you out? No, I was wide awake. They froze my jaw. Your hair like, is. I have, I've never heard of that before. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. I've heard of people waking up in the middle of it and having the dentist's foot on the chair and him like yanking. So the first three popped out like butter. I couldn't even believe it. I was like, he goes, that's three. And I go, I go, what? He goes, that's wow. three. I was like, amazing. <laughs> the fourth, uh, the like the part that like goes in your gums, they were bent outwards. Yeah. Dude, he had his whole weight. I could feel the shaking of his hand on my jaw. And my mom is in tears laughing. Like my pain to her. And she always, she has her hand over her mouth. Like she's sorry. But to her, that's like the funniest fucking thing in the world. Dude, I only She have- doesn't feel any... I only had to get one out because I cracked it. Yeah. And he was doing it and he went, the first part, just like he said, it went just so easy. And he's like, well, that half came out easy. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. When he told me that half came out easy and the other half, he was having so much trouble with, man. I don't know if I've told you guys this as well, too. I took one of my wisdom teeth because I used to drink a ton of Coca-Cola, like more so back then than now. Um, I never believed that because there's always that thing if you leave a tooth in a glass of Coke overnight it actually it, it'll dissolve it well no the, the idea was that if you left in there for a night it would dissolve the, tooth, the tooth I left the tooth in a glass of Coke for months to the point where I had to re-up the Coke because it would like I don't think that sorry not to I, I've heard of this before but I think it's much more than one night that it's supposed to disintegrate the tooth months and it didn't disintegrate yeah no the no tooth. but I, I, I agreed Shouldn't it be like years before it disintegrate the tooth? And I'll say this. Mexi- I think you got the the, <laughs> well, no, the, the old the, wives' no, tale. The wives' tale is one it, night. It it's not one it, night, it, man. It is. It cleans a penny in one night. And if that was the case, Mexican cartels would be using cocaine. I mean, Coca-Cola to dispose To of melt bodies. down bodies, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, either way, the point is I tried it. And the tooth was like after months, I just had this gross tooth sitting in a cup of Coke. No. And I was like, I'm just going to toss this. Yeah, fuck good it, idea. Coke. <laughs> I got to tell you, though, every Everyone sent me photos. They were like, oh, dude, you're getting your wisdom teeth pulled. Everyone sent me photos of their big chipmunk faces. Dude, I had nothing. 
I had a little bit of yellow where he put all his weight on my face. I was out smoking joints Weird. eating chicken fingers. You're sk- because night. one of my friends got like it done. Over, over your stitches? Yeah. It's a did, horrible I feeling. Do, do. Well, you're not supposed to do that because they say it can get infected, but whatever. I had mouthwash with me, so like right after I ate, I just went out, fucking that, ranced. And that's back where you were living reckless? Oh, more yeah. of a daredevil? Oh, dude, I was hammered that night. I got hammered that oh, night. I was reckless when I was young. The uh, so so speaking of uh, what were we speaking about? Andrew Santino. Oh, uh, redheads. Just not at all on redheads. But my wife is reading this book about these people. It. Sorry. My favorite. Okay, go ahead, Simon. No, you go ahead. I was going to say last time. I'm finished. Last wow. Last time Santino was on the episode. Sorry, Simon. You take over, Kamar. He said he was going to have a basketball against a three point shootout, and they never did it. Yeah, and that's. that I find is inside baseball. You know, when you find out people say they're going to do stuff, a la us sometimes, and then two weeks later, a la Gary Clark Jr., I'm going to go home and start working out. Like, who am I kidding? That's what I said last <laughs> time I was on the thing. Simon, before you and get to still what talk you, about burgers. Before you get to what you were going to say, um, I don't think when when Joe was like, why is it that redheads can be discriminated against? And Santino was like, it's because we're white. I'll double down on that. It's because they're so white, usually. Yeah. That's why you can make fun of Ginger still ad, ad nauseum. But we shouldn't. Why not? Well, we just shouldn't make fun of anybody. That's all I'm saying. Oh, it's so much fun. You guys are nuts. Well, no, it's it's endearment. That's what he's saying to Dubner. Like, if you're a comic and you can't be made fun of, people are like, what's well, wrong with Well, here's you? the problem, though, is that what if by making fun of that Ginger that they like take that really seriously? You know what I mean? We assume that everybody just looks at it as a joke. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't want to make fun of just anyone. I would make fun of someone I really cared about, like the Jeff Ross School of Roasting. I wouldn't waste my time. Right, like make fun of Jera because he's a redhead you know. Be con- don't worry be about Be kind uh, to strangers and shit on your friends. Yeah. Like, and, and family. And if someone roasts you good, you love it. Like It's it's almost so like uh, being made you, fun of you thought great. of me so much you had that really good yeah. insult and it just works like a T. Go ahead, Simon. Come on. No, come on! Fuck that, man. Listen, I'll save it for the post, Joe. Can you at least let the fans know that you're mad at Kamar, not me? Anyways, you know what? No, fuck Kamar. My wife's reading this book about these people in um, fuck, where is it? Like uh, somewhere in the south, Myanmar. No, 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 south of the states, Alabama. Yeah, and they turn blue, like blue, like Smurfs, and all the people started treating them like lepers these group of people who turn blue. I'll show you a picture of them, man. It's crazy. Cause my reaction was just like yours. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then she showed me the picture and they're like blue, like Smurfs, like a bright blue. Weird. Yeah. Do they look happy? No, they're very upset about being blue. (laughs) (laughs) They're blue. Kamar. What fucking part of that? Didn't you understand? If They were green. They would die. I was just, dude, you beat me to it. No, we did it in concert. Fuck. Good work. Um, and that techno that's techno music that didn't need drugs. Oh, you're, you just need to be Italian. That's the first vocal meme. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, they talked about Leo just being such a great actor. Hey, I thought he sort of went off edge there saying he's got the worst body, though. Of yeah, all, that was all a little far, right? Why? That was bang on. It was bang on, but it was cooler when they showed David Hasselhoff. And he's just eating the burger on the floor. He's, he's like an out of shape guy. But even David Hasselhoff in his prime in, on Baywatch 
is nobody today. No, but I'm saying, yeah, he like he wasn't. All the other dudes on that show had like six packs and shit. And David Hasselhoff just had like a good dad bod. David Hasselhoff had no business being on Baywatch. He was like 42 at the time. There's no fucking reason that he was the. um, Yeah, I don't give a shit. But there's never a time when he was in great shape. I think Baywatch may have been the Mick gangbang to. Actors have to be buffed. You hate the Mick. He's so pissed. <laughs> Mick gang. So pissed. Well, because every time he says it, I think he's talking about Mick loving. You know what I mean? Something. No, I'm like, talking about a chicken yeah. sandwich inside a double cheeseburger. That started the universe. Mick gangbang. Or at least fucking di- uh, obesity. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say about Santino? Fuck. Fuck. Oh, um, talk about Leo. I didn't know this, but that. We were, he, he, they were in a posse with he was in a posse with a bunch of actors actors called the Pussy Posse. It was like him, Toby Maguire. Remember we did this last yeah, night. Yeah, and that guy who I can't believe what's his name? Oh well, no, Ethan Supley, the fat guy from who's now lost a ton of weight. Marky but, Mark. But back no, then he Marky was Mark. in the Pussy Posse. I think Marky Mark was in the Pussy. Oh, posse, was he? Yeah. Okay, who else? The guy E from uh, e, Entourage. Oh yeah, no, it was E from Entourage, not Marky Mark. Are sorry. you sure Basketball Diaries? Dude, Basketball Diaries is one of my favorite movies. We should do that for the movie. It is so good. It is definitely in my top 10 favorite movies all time. Yeah. Throwing that out there. And the older you get, the sadder it gets. Well, Jim Carroll's life is super sad. Just seeing what happens if you squander your youth and opportunity. Well, it's based on a real guy, Jim Carroll. Yeah, I know. He's the poet. Man, it's a fucking heavy. It's one of your favorites, huh? Top 10. Oh, it's so good, man. We should watch it right now. Who directed it? I have no fucking idea. It's not in your top 10. A hundred percent. It's in my top 10. Then you'd know who directed it. I don't. I know Leonardo DiCaprio and Marky Mark are in it. And I know it's based on Jim Carroll's basketball diaries, but I don't know. uh, I don't know who directed the movie. We should find that out. But I think that's what Santino was referencing is why Leo's so great is because he was amazing back in the day and he's amazing today. Kamar, yeah. I think we should do a special um, Basketball Diaries. I know we should, but don't look it up. No. <laughs> so oh, yeah, right. Sorry. <laughs> but tell me who directed it then. I, now that I have all the info in front of me, I think we should quickly do what we're doing, another movie it's game? two for, yeah. Oh, give the fans fine. what they want. Double dose. Give yeah, the no. fans what they want. Yeah, out of all the emails I read, it's always people being like, there's nothing I love more than the 30 seconds you guys spend on the fucking movie game. Brought to you by Mako. Do you have a <laughs> also a Miramax film? Who cares? No, uh, Aishi is produced by New Line Cinema, mm-hmm. which was all the cool movies back in the day. So that, who directed it, up, uh Scott Calvert. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, he's one of the he's one of the all time greats. He's dead. Oh well, listen to me being a dick. I have no... I'm going to lose this game so hard. Leonardo DiCaprio, Bruno Kirby, Lorraine Bracco, Ernie Hudson, Patrick Lorraine McGee, Bracco's the mom, yeah. James Matteo, Michael Imperoli, yep, and Mark Wahlberg. So, I mean, you know, there's a Sopranos podcast coming out with Michael Imperioli and uh, who was Junior's sidekick that was that ended up being Tony's brother-in-law? Yeah, what's his name? He was on Rogan. Bobby, Bobby Bacala. Yeah. Um... Well, that can't be right. Okay. And uh, let's go. Okay. 
No, I'm wrong here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not yeah, ready. I'm wrong too. No, I'm not ready. That's what I'm going with. Okay, um, that's what I'm going with. I'm so wrong here. I'm ready. Okay, go ahead. So You're I first. said it cost 17 No, mil- no, no. Whoa, year, year, year. Oh, shit. Yeah, the year I say... Oh, shit, shit, shit. Don't change anything on your thing. I haven't written anything down but the year. Oh, well, now you know what I'm picking as my well, thing. Well, that's your fault. You're so slow, man. Holy shit. Simon, this is a you fucking disaster. Game, you know how the game goes. I can't find a budget for the movie. Oh, my God. Hey, we're not doing this. That's over. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're going out of flames. We just got to guess we're how much. We're down in flames. Yeah. So they talk. Up. Forget it. We're moving on. We're moving on. We should on. do it like uh, like the jumble where we don't find out till next week, like the word jumble. So something- the year it came out was 1995. <laughs> they were talking about Bo Jackson and the Bo Jackson commercials, the Bo No yeah, Diddley and yeah. Breaking the Bat and blah, blah, blah. And it reminded me last night, Matt and I were talking about the uh, Nike commercials from way back in the day where it was what if all sports were treated like skateboarders do you remember those commercials kamar my favorite one there were a bunch of them but the one i like because i was a tennis player it's they go on to the tennis court to get the two guys playing tennis and they try climbing the fence to get away but the cop catches them and they throw them in the back of the cop car and then open the trunk of their car and and throw throw their rackets rackets, and it's just full of rackets it was such a brilliant fucking commercial like that one but all of them, right? I think the they were jogging like one was three hilarious. or four. The jogging one was great. I don't really remember the others. I remember the well. There was one with jogging. It was like, what if we treated it? What if yeah, we treated joggers like skateboarders? And there's like, you see this guy jogging on a path, and then you see him do the fenster from the Usual Suspects, like quick turn, <laughs> and, <laughs> and a cop coming. rolls up. Yeah, like you know that kind but of shit. But what year was that, Matt? Like that was like long before. No, I'd say SB probably. I, no, I it wasn't. Say... It wasn't SB. Well, that's it a, what Nike started oh, it, as. It was skateboarding. the first Nike year SB, SB came yeah. out then. I want to yeah. say, honestly, I'll take a guess that it was around 98. Let's do the movie game on SB. I think it was 1996. Basketball Diaries made $2.3 million worldwide. That's what 2. it made? 2.3? Oh my God, I would have been so far off. Oh yeah, it didn't cost a million dollars to make. It didn't even cost a million dollars. Yeah, you had $17 million, Oh so. my God, no, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. No, there's no record. No, I'm the only one that can invoke a movie game. (laughs) Thank you. What was your favorite tennis racket that I ever had? You played tennis once once upon a time. You want to know what my favorite racket of all time? Yeah, I was close. 1997, Nike commenced production of its own line of skateboarding shoes. Well, didn't I say 1996? Yeah, we were both in the middle, but I was closer. I don't think that's true. (laughs) It was 1995. Um... Well, oh, my favorite, I got a, well, I was always a Yonex guy, mm-hmm. square head, just liked it because it was, that was what my dad and my grandfather played with. Um, but I got this racket for one of my birthdays. One year, I don't remember what birthday it was, but I got a tennis racket, this Yonex RX50 or whatever, and a pair of uh, Nike Pegasus's. Pegasus. Yeah. Pegasi. Imagine what those be worth today if they were in the box. They were so dope, man. I slept with the shoes and the tennis racket in my bed. Yeah. Cute. Adorable is what you're looking for. Kunstad Sport has Wilsons on sale right now to 50% off. (laughs) Real quick, Simon. He's trying to get asked. It's embedded, though. Simon. It's It's embedded natural. Yeah. Good one, Kamar. Um, SB didn't start the SB brand didn't start until 2002. So what? But that commercial was in 1996 or 1997. 
somewhere in that range. The brand did not come. No, no, no. Nike started. Nike started making skateboarding stuff. They didn't start Nike SB oh, until two thousand two. It was just Nike stuff. making skateboarding. Their first shoes. <laughs> it was Nike SS. Their first. Their first skateboarding shoes were some of the worst. And they're probably worth shoes. so much well, right now. Eh? And their name in didn't jive either, question. Matt. What's that? The Nike SS didn't jive either. They had to alter that. They were all boots. Yeah. They were all tall boots. Only good for duck walking. <laughs> they were all Doc Martin variations on sneakers. They're thigh high leather boots. And Heels. There was a big argument. Nike has no idea what's going on. I was never allowed to wear Doc Martens growing up because they were the boots of, of the Nazis. Nazis. I was never allowed to wear any independent truck clothing going up because it had the Iron Cross on it. I was My parents never drove any German cars until one day they just decided that they would only drive German cars. Um, <laughs> now we're going to put it to them. What else was I not what about allowed Hugo to do Boss? because my dad was fucking silly. Hugo Boss, why? It's German? He made the SS uniform. Well, we... At some, I guess when they started, uh, uh, he does make yeah, great but Hold on, hold on. That's showbiz, baby. Yeah, that's showbiz. Well, uh, speaking <laughs> of showbiz, uh, before the post, Joe Simon, we're says, not even there yet. I'm teasing the post, Joe oh. Simon says he's not on Mel Gibson's payroll. I'm not in bed with Mel Gibson. Oh, I already know this. Yeah. We'll get to that later. I'm in bed with that. some yeah. French uh, film company. Should we rate Santino then? Or are we no, done? No, 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 no. We okay. still have plenty well, sorry, to go. Why are we, do we want to be done? What time is it? Well, I mean, we're three, three and a half hours. Okay, let's be done. Thing. Let's be done. Hold on. Let me just see if there's anything important that we're missing. That we can't take care of in a post joke. The same burger conversation. The same burger insane, conversation. Insane. Insane. I thought they're I was so, ha- I thought so I was having like an acid too. flashback. That's the most white privilege fucking spoiled conversation to have because it's the only there's like outside of California there's maybe three fucking in and out burgers. Fucking assholes. Shake Shack too. And you, like, and you ha- oh that was cool. You have to be a relative of the family. The own one. Yeah, I knew to, that. To, it's insane. Yeah, man. I'm looking for an American to marry me. Come on, you know what's incredible too when you go to In-N-Out and the lineup of drive through is like 72 cars deep they have someone that walks the line of cars with an ipad oh taking yeah, take orders. orders yeah that makes it's sense incredible keep it real it's incredible I, I, I would get married into a trailer park family right now in america wow just get my foot over the border get yeah a taste get a taste of that dream you should just marry our friend which friend our guy friend keith oh yeah same sex yeah i don't know i i think i'd like to try it with a woman first just Maybe I'll marry Keith. They because they, they you they, you have to go in the office and suck his dick to prove that it, you guys are in love. You know what I mean? Well, Is that it, or you get butt fucked or butt fucked. Well, it's your option, but express your love for your happy partner. Woman's Day. There's two rooms. They walk you up. Except Do you for the want Taliban. the butt fuck room or the dick suck room? What would you rather? Both. Am I receiving or doing? You have to do both. Let's get into it. With I a have, big smile. You have, have to, to suck, suck dick, dick and get your dick sucked and have your ass blasted and blast an ass. It's with not a hard huge, to understand that. smile on your face. What you door, have to force a smile. What door <laughs> are you going? That seems like an odd stipulation. Well, because you have to pretend that you like I've it. Otherwise, so you're... Uh, so what door are you going through? <laughs> you have to try to hit on the man observing it. Like, hey, do you want to get on this, man? I'm just having too good a time. You know what, Simon? I'm old enough to know better than to answer this question. That's right, Matt. That's yeah. the right answer. So if there's any women in America so who I have marry a, me, and take care of me. Go ahead, Simon. What do you Send say? in to Kamar if yep. there's such a person out there. Did anyone give you 50 bucks to watch your shower? Yes, they no, did. No, I'm in negotiations with one person. Uh, a guy wants me to go over to the house and shower. 
Um, but I sort of lost him. I think it's Ralph Macho 49. <laughs> sort of lost him. Well, no, I started the, the negotiation. Haggling. He's like, how much money? And then I think it's best handled by our business managers, but it's out there. Uh, I think it's best handled by the stuff. police. <laughs> That's what I've been told. This is going to be a recipe for jail time. No, this is, this is how 100%. our, Simon, this is how our popular true crime podcast starts. When we started another podcast and our co-host got murdered, by letting people pay him to watch them shower. Yeah. Or Thank you someone. to all the sluts sliding in my DMs. I mean, Disgusting. I've never been catfished by more people in my life, but... Russian bots. Keep what it, else you have, keep Simon? Coming I, I have a ton, so let's wrap it up. And we'll You have just, a ton of Santino? I really do. I have so How? much more. How? Well, you want to like hit, a, you wanna hit on the highlights? Sure, but... Um, okay, we'll do uh, we'll do fast version. We'll oh, speed my God. Version. This is Simon's Notes Speed Round Edition. Yeah, speed version. Lightning uh, Round. Lightning Round. Brought to you by Bluetooth. Round. Here we go. You ready for this? No interrupting. We're just going right to the end. Okay, I think they should get Goggins, Cam Haynes, and any other crazy fuck who wants to run crazy marathons onto Rogan, get them all together like they said, make them run laps around a thing until we see who does the most and the rest of them die. Um, You think you really get a high from yoga? Try the fucking high from snowboarding down a hill. That's something for real. Uh, Joe breaks his leg, doesn't even get a cast. No shit, he doesn't need a cast. He gets immediate stem cell therapy. Young blood, child's tendon. You are the 1%, Joe. Welcome to the uh, JREE. We're all unemployed. Uh, watch out for kids who have to go through the... <laughs> okay, we're done. We oh can be done. No, no, that, that was amazing. Um, oh, and just to answer Joe's question, there are no fucking um, homeless people in NYC because Bloomberg shipped them all to San Francisco. I wish you just guys like in the wire. I wish everyone could have seen Simon's face there. You took on the face of someone else. You became <laughs> a weird, like a super weird, <laughs> unkept, like conspiracy. No, the the but, face you made. No, wait. his face got all contorted. He went. He went. I don't know. Oh fuck, that was there, weird. Simon. There are a couple other things that I have to say. Um, don't point that fucking toe. Div- who wears fucking thong? Uh, that's like animal shit, man. Or he, he um, wears you wear, child predators. You wear slides. Yeah. Only pedos wear the fucking uh, tongue. <laughs> That's how you tell a pedo. But you In know socks. what I did do for almost a whole year when I was a kid? Tevas with socks? No, I wore ninja boots. You know those boots that had the toes? I oh fucking my God. love You are the them, lamest man. person. I love them. That's kind of cool. I was a little kid, man. I thought cool. it was fucking like, I thought it was a ninja. I'm a lo- Jewish ninja. <laughs> I used to wrap a t-shirt around my face and wear those boots. A ginger. Just um, sort of like Santino. Hey, oh. <laughs> I got in ginger in my beard. Come on, oh, Simon. Man. Come on, wrap Deliver it up. The, red, the power off. That's it. Okay. It's over. We're done. Rate the episode, Simon. Start with you. Santino. I give this one a 3.8. Uh, I think you did a great job. Kamar. Yeah. Uh, normally, I'm disappointed. I give it a 3.5. It, it also gets a 3.5 for me. Does anyone want to go back and re-rate the week? Big silence. No, I gave the week a really good rating. Oh, I... Again, we're just, I'm asking. This is the opportunity you have to go back and change your rating if you want. You can stand me up at the gates of hell. I won't back down, Tom Petty. I'm sticking with my guns. <laughs> okay, well, there we go. I think we're all good then. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode. Um, as usual, if you want to email us, you can do so at jreepodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. It's jreepodcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. At. Ah. 
Kamar Babar, Instagram and Twitter. Thank you, sluts. You can follow Simon on Instagram at Bigfoot Sighting Society. And you can follow me on Instagram at Floydy, F-L-O-Y-D with five E's. Uh, we have a Reddit or a subreddit. It's J-R-E-E Podcast. Get on there for some shit talk or whatever. And uh, we have a Patreon. If you want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash J-R-E-E Podcast. You can join for as little as a dollar a month and you will get the post show early as well as our new series, or not new, our series called This Won't Age Well, where uh, we go back and we listen to old episodes of JRE and we do what we do on the show. 25 hours. Or just it? tell a friend about the podcast. Sure. There or you a go. couple of friends. Or, or go slide leave a really good DMs. review sure. on uh, Apple Podcasts because wanna, they're jackasses sure. over there. If you want to go, if you want to follow us on Spotify, if you want to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, I don't fucking know. Uh, if you want to leave a good review, great. If you don't, we don't care. Uh, we're just glad you're listening. If you made it this far, thank you so much. Uh, we hope you have a great week, weekend. Nobody made it this far. No one made it this far? I don't know, maybe. If you did, keep your eyes open. <laughs> <laughs>